0: That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish.
1: Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast.
0: Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 190 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie.
1: And I'm Florence.
0: And this episode is sponsored by Shay Judd. Thank you, Shay. Thank you. Thank you. Today, we will be discussing the first half of chapter 36 of Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix, the only one he ever feared, but Ooh. because <laughs> I, I I didn't think that this episode, this episode, this chapter was long enough to split and then people were like, but you're you and you're swish and flick and you could talk for four hours about four <laughs> sentences. Uh, we're going to split this, but it's going to be split a little bit differently than normal because this was decided at the last second. And I got to tell you, well,
1: don't tell them that because they're going to be like, well, why didn't Sarah do or notes?
0: What are you talking about? I'm just telling them that I this know. is the last second, so it's just <laughs> Megan and I talking. I know, but what I'm saying is. You <laughs> just told everyone I know. that <laughs> you <would've been laughs> didn't I do know. your
1: been You know what I'm saying? I preemptively. I would have never
0: said that. That's I wouldn't have said it. You just ratted yourself out. Listen. right, I'm not mad about it. You're guilty as charged. <laughs> you just pedigreed yourself.
1: Shackle <laughs> me. Truth. Is it what they say? I got, some, I got some shackles in the back
0: <laughs> <laughs> me. anyways megan and i are gonna be talking and then next time katie and Sasa are gonna be talking and this is a really heavy episode so if um death and grief are something that trigger you you, you might you might want skip to skip over it because it is emotional um we talk about Harry's reaction to Sirius's death through the veil. So that's that's your warning. So we hope you've read the chapter and you're ready to. I didn't even change it. Just continue to sob uh, your way through the details. Megan has some Some interesting Weekly Profit news.
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, this is going to be a laugh since we're going to cry the rest of the episode. So I was looking for some news today, as I always do on Thursdays to put into the Weekly Profit. And I got got because today is April Fool's Day, (laughs) the day that we're recording this. Um, And MuggleNet and the Leaky Cauldron posted that there were three new character names announced. um, And... One of them was a Malfoy and it really like didn't sound that far off base. So I believed it and it's a lie. So they yeah. have to read the
0: text that but,
2: she sent.
1: But, wait, can we talk about what's more important?
2: The day that
1: this comes out is someone's birthday.
2: Oh, that could be so, weekly profit. If you're listening to this on the day <laughs> that it's released, everybody Send a little message to Sarah and say happy birthday, Sasa. Happy also, birthday. It's happy birthday, birthday. and Thank National you.
1: Pet Day. But it's more important that it's my day. It's Sasa's day.
2: I okay. know day a, a real
1: Sasa. weekly
0: profit. No, this is the weekly profit. Your text all sent <laughs> right at the same time. They're all within the same minute. <laughs> Any, this is from me. Same in the same minute. Yeah, this timestamps at the same minute. Anyone have any weekly profit ideas? There is Jack Poop this week on the interwebs. <laughs> LOL. All caps. Wait, I lied. I found something really good. AKA, <laughs> you got got. I got got.
2: <laughs> uh, okay. Right, now what? No, but for real. So this is coming out on Sasa's birthday. Happy birthday to Sarah. And also <laughs> National Pet Day, which means that we are releasing... A pet line of merchandise what? on yes, our website, not line of merch,
1: but pet merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> she and thinks we, pets are more important than me. Oh my god! And we are
2: also releasing quality pooch certificates and quality Yay. feline certificates for you to get for your pets that can be personalized mm-hmm. for your pet. Mm-hmm. Love so, it. Love quality it, love pooch it, love certificates, it. quality feline certificates. I'm super and stoked. There's, we we gained access to some pet merch that we can put quality pooch and quality feline on, along with swish and flicks. So this no, is that's not a joke. It's this not, not a is joke. Not, not, a I a joke. It's not an April Fools' joke. <laughs> this is not a joke. It is for real. It will Our be releasing. Asking. <laughs> it will be releasing the day that this episode is released, April 11th,
1: It'll, which is the best day. <laughs> yes.
2: It's we don't joke <laughs> about
1: april 11th i would
0: agree that's a great day
1: <laughs> if, so, if it wasn't for april 11th tiffany literally wouldn't be i wouldn't here. be here so
0: so also, happy birthday to tiffany's
1: mom yes happy birthday to <laughs> tiffany's mother happy, <laughs> birthday. happy, happy birthday. to her niece and to our other brother like my brother slash her brother-in-law whose and starting tomorrow
2: april 12th we begin counting down to megan's birthday in may what
0: so about happy! I? I, like, <laughs> <Tiffany comes laughs> for you. you're
1: so, oh <laughs> so snaky i'm like your best friend uh,
2: <laughs> what that's a right yeah um hello Sorry. today
3: april 11th <laughs> is the best day because it's my half birthday Not so true a yeah, lot,
2: lot happened. like we're celebrating fully,
1: sarah and half katie what's going on and, and then after a, that tiffany
2: cupcake. for like a couple days and then megan for like a whole month <laughs> oh my
1: god. that's what she thinks oh my
2: god. <laughs> oh man okay uh so make sure that you follow us on spotify by clicking the follow button on our page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. <laughs> if you
0: sound like... so old saying TikTok. <laughs>
2: and tick-
0: We have the TikTok. The TikTok.
2: The TikTok. <laughs> What's that TikTok? If you'd like to support <laughs> us on Patreon and gain access to our absolutely insane Discord channel that we had the best time with before recording today on April Fool's Day, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flick Cast. supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to like I said before the exclusive discord channel trivia games which there is one coming in April so be posted for that swish swag boxes which the deadline for signing up for those is April 30th um, and more so thank you so much for all of your support and last but very not least if you would like to send your Potter stories to us or just fun things, questions, concerns, etc., you can send them to our email at swish at gmail.com. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm done talking mm-hmm. now. That was a lot. You did swell.
0: Well. Wow. Oh. Do you think it's time for the rubber rubber? Week, yeah? Thank you.
1: <laughs> Thank you for reading my mind. <laughs>
3: Okay, last time Ron had a little bit of brain trouble, as I do every day, and the only two left fighting from the DA are Neville and Harry. They're cornered, but the guard of the phoenix comes, shows up to save the day. There's spells flying, there's craziness, everyone's after the prophecy, which gets smashed. Um, Sad. And even though Dumbledore shows up, that can't bring a light to the end of this chapter, because... Our buddy's serious. You know, something happened.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I first want to apologize for literally sobbing in the last episode (laughs) uncontrollably.
0: You're either going to sob or you're going to laugh or
1: cry laugh at the same
0: time, which is what
1: happens. I think you did all of of those
0: things last time hmm don't apologize i think, i think you did all of those last yeah. time and you shouldn't apologize where we have emotion i, know, I just True. don't like
1: being so emotional well i say as i'm like the most emotional person there ever was any whoosies we're gonna summarize half the chapter harry is obviously upset about sirius Lupin has to, like, hold him back. Harry then decides he's going to go get revenge. Uh, I shouldn't say revenge. He's going to avenge Sirius. So he starts fighting Bellatrix. She finds out that the prophecy has been smashed, but she doesn't believe him. Um, but Voldemort shows up, and yeah, he's like, it's true, the the prophecy is gone. And let me tell you, my friends, the Dark Lord's not happy. He's not a happy camper. Mm-mm. And
0: Bellatrix loves him. So she's trying to apologize. <laughs> my heart is like pounding really fast because I'm anxious about reading this part. It,
1: I, yeah. Yeah. Like right mm. now,
0: my heart yeah. rate, right, my yeah. heart rate picked up when you well, started your part. It's because like what we,
1: what, and I was talking to my, so when we recorded the last episode and I, I came home and I was talking to my sister and I was like, I was sobbing. I'm like, cause I had finished a book that day that had made me cry. And then I had done my notes that day, which had made me cry. I'm like, and then we, I was, doing we were we're recording it and i'm like but what really got me was was lupin was was and i'm like and then i'm like sobbing and just just this section alone is just like reaffirming like all of those like there's there's two humans right now that just lost someone they love Mm -hmm. um and like Lupin has to be the, the strong one where he's like literally holding Harry back and he like, doesn't believe it. And he's struggling to get the words out. It's just like, Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Well, like, can we just we skip go. this chapter and pretend it doesn't happen? Like,
0: <laughs> There's lots more of these types of chapters, oh. uh, coming our way. So and really
1: it's, if it, if we're this, like think about seven, it's going to be, like I, I, I don't know if I'll be able to record. You know what I mean? I'll be that upset because I was just sobbing. Well,
0: you will. Well, yeah
1: but like we might have to genuinely I'll hold like, you
0: down and make you we cry we might have the to the take like, a sob break like
1: sarah's taking a uh, a
3: sob, sob
0: break right sobs now. with sarah and then it's just audio of her crying <laughs> the prefix could do it for you put it play make a playlist on spotify of just you crying <laughs>
1: i don't know if i make a lot of noise though when i cry i'm a pretty silent crier <laughs>
2: you know what we can do is we can like put a little pause with some like calming relaxing music for like 10 seconds so that people while listening can also have a little sob break (laughs) I'm done with that that might become a thing we'll see (laughs) All right. well let's just rip this band-aid off (sighs)
0: eh okay so Sirius had just gone through the veil if you don't remember. And so Harry was yelling, quote, he hasn't gone. He was in a state of shock, of disbelief. He, quote, he did not believe it. He would not believe it. Still, he fought Lupin with every bit of strength he had. Lupin did not understand. People hid behind the curtain. He had heard them whispering the first time he had entered the room. Sirius was hiding, simply lurking out of sight. All caps. Sirius, he bellowed. Sirius. And then another quote from Lupin. He can't come back, Harry," said Lupin, his voice breaking. His voice breaking as he struggled to contain Harry. He can't come back because he's d- and he couldn't finish the word. And so Harry yells back. He roared back. That's what it's described as, in all caps. <laughs> I'm trying to hold this together. I'm sorry, don't look at I'm me. I'm fine. He. Is not dead, roared Harry. And again, he yells, serious. And so I said, this is really difficult to read because I think as many of our listeners and probably my fellow hosts, we have the picture in our head that is directly from the movie that matches this scene so incredibly perfectly. And, you know, it's Lupin holding Harry back. Harry is screaming. I pulled the scene to rewatch it as I was writing my notes. Why would you so do I that to yourself, huh? <laughs> Why, would you
1: Why would you do, do that, that to yourself? yourself? You're inflicting pain on yourself
0: because I wanted to, um, she's a masochistic lion. I oh. wanted to get in. Yeah. I wanted to get into that headspace, Um, and I wanted to see it so I could remember and talk about the scene as it was. Um, the scene is silent in the movie. And to me, that makes it absolutely much more powerful. Mm -hmm. So there's this rumor pulling out of the story for a second about the film that they cut the audio of the film because Emma Watson and Helena Bonham Carter were upset and crying and very emotional about the scene because of the screams from Daniel Radcliffe. However, I couldn't find what I would deem a quote good source on this. There were a lot of like fan articles, uh, Cora, something from
1: like a credible source. uh,
0: Yeah. A credible good source. So someone on Cora said, um, they were like, why did they mute the part after the death of Sirius Black? Where can I see the unmuted version? Someone responded. This was in 2012. Um, there is no unmuted version of the scene. The sound was cut in post-production because it was determined to be too um, agonizing. Helena, Helena Bottom Carter and Emma Watson um, dropped some tears in the scene. Um, although, if you think about it, it could have been cut for a younger audience. Mm. Um, so, you know, the, the scene itself is so powerful, but maybe, I don't know, maybe for rating's sake, it was lower rated for a younger audience. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so graphic in nature um, so. regarding his death. Um, And then I also pulled an article from The Insider from... 2018 so not too long ago um heading of the article is daniel radcliffe reveals which harry potter death was the most difficult for him to get over come on their website okay so it says Daniel Radcliffe is known for his role as the particular character in the Harry Potter movie franchise. And now he's revealed which death was the most powerful, was the most difficult to get over. During an interview with BuzzFeed, the actor said that the death of Sirius Black, played by Gary Oldman in Order of the Phoenix, was, quote, definitely the hardest for more than one reason. Quote, at the time, I didn't know if I'd be working with Gary Oldman again, and that was very sad. And I adored Gary. And working with him was an incredibly formative experience in my life, Radcliffe explained. The 29-year-old went on to say that the character death just comes so out of the blue as well. It was a real shocker. In the fifth installment of the franchise series, Harry's godfather was killed by cousin Bella Circus Lestrange during the Battle of the Department of Mysteries. Blah, blah, blah. We all know this. But I just thought that was interesting. May, did you find a credible source for me?
2: No, I was just going to say that I personally think that they cut it because it is a stronger scene with it being silent. Mm-hmm. I almost feel it's more emotional and harder to watch with it being silent mm-hmm. versus hearing. I mean, obviously, yeah. I I haven't heard it, but I just think that it being silent was the correct creative decision not to tone it down. I don't think it toned it down at all. I think it made it worse. And I think that that was done on purpose to uh, um, to emit that emotion from you.
0: I, th- I think it gives a sort of calm to the scene. Uh, I think had there been audio personally for me, that would have been worse to actually hear him screaming. I but it slows it down. And it lets the, the viewer think and watch creatively. It's gorgeous. I love it. But I think if they would have left the audio, I don't know, something about hearing him scream, I think that would have been that
2: would have wrecked me even more. See, I just I don't know. I mean, like I heard his scream in my head, even though it wasn't there. Um, so mm-hmm. for me, like and plus, I, I am so happy that they kept it remus and harry i thought that was so important because i Mm -hmm. that's one thing that i was worried about whenever it was coming to that scene i was like "Are is it gonna be remus with harry and i hope it's not just like harry by himself or um you know i i was worried they were gonna cut remus out of the scene basically and you never uh,
0: know how they were gonna do that especially with gosh this movie but like i
1: think and i i agree because i think this scene is so important because One, we know how important Sirius is to both of these Mm -hmm. men's lives, right? But I think it's also important to see, and I've talked to, like I've said, Siri or Remus is standing here being like he always has to be the strong one (laughs) because he himself feels like he can't rely on other people because he doesn't want to burden people with his werewolfness and whatever he whatever his issues he thinks he has Mm -hmm. where like now he's lost everyone and there's still harry but he's like i still have to be strong for him Mm -hmm. because like almost like there is no one else i mean who
0: knows what he would have done had harry not been there had he not had something to
2: stay alive for
1: ah it's Mm heart-wrenching i need to bring things up i'm like sorry it's
2: just we're the, gonna the think whole, about all of it oh the whole so okay first of all i want to give a shout out to Liv live sorry live in the chat and she said mm. i remember when i first watched it i perceived it as almost like a blackout for harry like all the sound is sucked from the room in his grief and that's mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. how i felt mm. i felt like i was in that scene truly as harry and it was And I think it's, be again, I I haven't watched this. I should have watched it before we recorded this, but I haven't watched it in a while. But I think that they do that like muffled sound ringing. Okay. So to me, it was as if I was Harry and I was hearing what Harry was hearing. Harry wasn't hearing himself screaming. He was hearing the shock in his own system of what he saw. And that's why I felt it was more powerful because the focus wasn't, Harry's scream the focus was Harry's panic it was like he felt that like I'm getting chills thinking about it because that scene is so profound and that scene is done so well and I cry every single time I watch it but hearing that emptiness hearing that ringing the muffled like seeing Harry screaming seeing Remus's grief on his face as he's holding Harry back with all of his might like to me and obviously, this is just my opinion. Just to me, that was more profound. And I think that it was truly a hundred percent an artistic decision to do that. I don't I don't personally think that they did it to make it better for kids to watch. At this point, we're in the we're in order of the Phoenix. These are not kids' movies anymore. And they know that. They're I mean, 15 year olds are going to see it. They're still kids, but like <laughs> they understand what is going on in these books because they've grown with Harry and they're, they're growing as Harry's growing. So I don't think that they needed to necessarily hold back in terms of darkness. Um, because we already knew what was coming. Like at this point at the time five was out, I think the books were finished. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or maybe the seventh was about to come out. Yeah, I
1: don't know if the books are finished, but I'm trying to remember it, when we definitely went. had this book to, like, compare it to because I know we're so excited for it. And then.
2: Yeah, so I just I don't know <laughs> if they made the decision to tone it down. I think it was purely just they felt that was the best artistic way to portray Harry's grief. And yeah. I think that it was done so well. Um. But I, I just find it really interesting that the way that I I liked how Liv described it, how like you're seeing it from you're really seeing it from Harry's perspective. And that's what he's hearing. That's how he's reacting. That's how yeah. he feels in that moment is emptiness. The ringing like that was just so. I know I've said this word like 20 times, but it was just so profound, like it was just done so well. But yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Um, so going back into what's going on in the chapter, um, there was a bunch of movement going on around them, and Harry describes it as pointless bustling, and this quote's heartbreaking because if if we take ourselves out of Harry and look down at the situation. Nothing that's going on is pointless. This is a a deadly, clearly, battle that's going on. But to him, for who he is and what he's going through, nothing else matters right now. Nothing else matters to him except for Sirius right now. And so more spells were flashing. It was, quote, meaningless to him. And I think that that's... We have to think about our hero, Harry... Right. Think about how he normally is. And I'll get into this later on in my section. But this is these thoughts aren't what we're used to. Right. We're used to him on the go. Gotta save you. But because he's coming to the realization that Sirius is gone, nothing else matters. So, quote, they actually say this. Nothing mattered except that Lupin stop pretending that Sirius, who was standing feet from them behind an old curtain, was not going to emerge at any moment, shaking back his dark hair and eager to re-enter the battle. And Lupin ended up dragging Harry away from the dais, but Harry was still staring at the archway. And now he was starting to feel anger towards Sirius for not coming back through the archway. And so I looked up the stages of grief, and so these are the first two. That he's feeling within a matter of moments. Denial and anger. And so Harry goes on and have a realization. Even as he was still fighting to break free from Lupin's grip. He knew deep down in his heart that Sirius had never kept him waiting before. And he had always risked everything to help Harry... And if he was not reappearing, then something must actually be wrong. Then he really must be dead. But Harry can't finish that thought in his mind. He couldn't bring himself to actually finish the thought. And so he's looking out at this scene again. Dumbledore had most of the remaining Death Eaters grouped in the middle of the room. And they seem to be immobilized by invisible ropes. I looked up what this could be. Um, The wiki says they're pulling from this exact line. So Dumbledore has them all tied up. The spell was an incandation unknown to bind or restrain someone with invisible ropes. Thank you. And
1: <laughs> I like that the, um, like webpage, like www dot, you know, stuff goes invisible ropes spell.
0: <laughs> um, so we know that they're being used right now in the, st- in the death chamber in 1996, Later on, this spell may have been used because we see some examples. Um, Voldemort, this is a stretch for me, may have used them to restrain Grigorovich when he was torturing him. I don't know about that. I'm in the middle, or I'm at the end of seven right now, and I don't see that very, no. But um, I like this other example. Maybe too, um restrained, restrained. Charity Burbage at Malfoy Manor because she was up above the table and couldn't move. Go ahead, Megan.
2: Could this be um, Incarcerous in a different way, potentially? I'm kind of surprised that they didn't just like... I mean, I know Incarcerous actually throws ropes. You can see those. These but, are invisible, which is why I think that they they didn't say that. Maybe but it's I just like, wonder if it's like a version of it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's no, still Incarcerous, in but... Yeah. Yeah. What if he has
1: his own version because he's so Well, I mean, talented. think of
2: all the stuff that, I mean, like Snape created a spell. You can bet yeah. your butt that Dumbledore created probably well, quite a few.
1: What I mean by just like a variation is like, why start a whole new pot when he already has like, oh, I'll just go off of this spell. Yeah. Make it invisible. Am I right?
2: Recreating spells Yeah. I mean, it pots. does almost it makes it so that like they don't see it coming. So it improves it. Yeah. Yeah. So...
0: Well, whatever he's using, it's probably used by good old Volty as well. Um, and here's another sad scene that people probably skated over many a times in their reading history. I'm sick of crying. Get, get ready. Get, uh, are you ready? No. no. I don't know if y'all really read into this line. Mad Eye had crawled across, crawled across the room to Tonks and, quote, was attempting to revive her. As many times as I've read this, I've skated over the fact that he had to revive her. Now, there's two ways that this could be taken, right? Mm -hmm. To make someone become conscious again, or to make someone become alive again. She could be passed out,
1: or dead i would say because it seems like she was down for a while um that if she if she was actually dead she would have like probably lasting effects from not having oxygen to her brain if she's down for a couple but of
0: minutes you also in have my- to think about magical stuff well uh, but my- has it
1: affected i don't know i don't know and so in, in my i i would think that she's just maybe severely unconscious either
0: way yeah, either way, it could have been it could have been either one of those. I mean, people people have been down. I mean, if we take about real time life, people have been revived and brought back from literal death.
1: Yes, but it just depends on how long your brain goes without oxygen, because um, depending on how long that is, like how many minutes you're down you, there, a lot of them like they are. not They have tra- like it's a traumatic brain and basically like where,
0: you know. Well, I don't know how long suffers. she's been down. Yeah, that, yeah. So either way, it's been a couple.
1: Either way, it's traumatic.
2: This whole thing is traumatic. Well,
0: and we know that Moody was successful in reviving her.
2: Yes. My my question for or my I guess my thought process as to why I think that it was worse than just like she's stunned is the fact that Moody was attempting to do it and Mm -hmm. he's pretty powerful. So like if he casts Renovate. I would think that it's going to work if it's just she got stunned, you know, but like the fact that they point out that he's attempting to revive her. Like, we don't even Wait, know so what that did means she, as far she as, she got as hit.
1: Right. And, then yeah. and fall? Things go.
2: so like I, I, think I think wonder,
1: too, if if thinking about it in that aspect of like, yes, you could use that spell. But like, what if she? She got stunned. She's probably maybe already injured, then knocks out because mm-hmm. her head is hit on something. Yeah. So what if she anyways has like a a brain injury? Right. Can you use that spell and wake someone up like that? Or does he know any like healing magic at all to be like, if you do this, because we don't, we really don't know anything about healing magic. Like, can you wake, just wake someone up that like that, you know, or does she have other internal injuries or like, injuries that,
0: well, you don't want to, to be completely fair we don't know yeah. if she had lasting effects from this. We don't know because we don't follow we barely her barely know her yeah. realistically. Uh, yeah. And so we don't know... We don't know anything other than her, dare I say, depressive state after this book. In Six, she's not herself. And that could be for a myriad of reasons, Lupin being one of them, Sirius being another. But we mm-hmm. don't know. Kate?
3: Mia points out... Um... Do you think it's also because, like Moody was struggling too? Like he, yeah. like, he had
2: to crawl over to her. He and was he battling one
3: eye. He was battling right, yeah. Huff, maybe?
2: Oh yeah, because his eye yeah. fell out. Yeah,
3: he was Harry messed mentions up. Did his leg fall out too? Because
0: if he's crawling over, he has that wooden yeah, leg. So right. like
3: it's like a double whammy, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: But the reason why I dwell on this so much is because bringing up seven mark your little bingo cards. <laughs> um I'm listening to Seven again and as I do every couple of months, I feel like. Um, and having him die and reading this now, it really hurts because they had such a great relationship that we don't really know anything about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But we know that we know their reactions to each other. And I think that they had a I think that they had a great strong um relationship and and i don't know it's it's this is a this is a hard moment in this in this book but it's also it's great to see i don't know it's just great to see this
1: i wonder if too if that affects him trying to like i i feel like Luckily, I've never been put in this situation, but I've talked to humans that have been, unfortunately, in the situation where, say someone is down and you have to do CPR on them. Mm -hmm. And like, even if you know what you have to do and you have to do it on someone you really care about. And we know that they have like they have a relation, a relationship in the aspect of like they work together, they're friendly, all these other things. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder if that's also in the throes of battle. You're not. At your, like, equilibrium, so you're totally thrown off. I wonder if that's also throwing him off, where, like, now he has to help revive not just anybody, but Tonks. you know Well,
0: we you also mean? have to think that th- there's still a battle happening. Yeah. Like, as much as Dumbledore has everybody, like, kind of uh, wrapped up in the middle of the room, people are—Bellatrix is still— yeah. Alive
1: and and well, she's thriving, right? She's not. uh, She ain't dead. (laughs) She's not someone to trifle with, you know?
0: And Moody goes to help Tonks rather than continue in battle. And I think that also says something Mm -hmm. about their relationship. Mm -hmm. For sure. And it reminds me very much of a Harry Potter thing. You know what I mean? He's Mm -hmm. always out to to, uh, give his all for other people and he's giving his all to to saving Tonks and I think that's great because who knows we don't know what would have happened to her had he not revived yeah. her yeah um, maybe Teddy wouldn't even be a thing okay so behind the dais there's still <laughs> flashes of light grunts and cries and Kingsley ends up stepping up and um, starts to battle Bellatrix after Sirius had gone through the veil a good, a good man that Kingsley
2: yes briefly sorry this is probably not something that you want to hear but like oh boy imagine had Tonks not made it imagine Remus going forward and how he wouldn't have I don't think I I mean if I'm gonna be quite frank I think that he I think it would have undone him yeah I agree I don't think that he would have been able to go on
1: that's so freaking. Sad. Or he
0: would have had to have some epic convincing on other people's parts, and Dumbledore but, probably would have been. But who those would he have even
1: to, consoled to help you, him? I don't, he wouldn't have I even consoled in someone exactly. And I don't. I don't think. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't see the signs, and yeah. I think that he's the type of person that's good at hiding them.
0: Well, Harry, a thousand
2: percent. Harry would not have seen the signs. In seven, Mm-mm. he sees the signs in seven but does. thinking about harry's state at the end of this book going into six he would not have seen the signs for remus i mean i don't
0: know i just i just think had tonks not made it it would have been it would have been too much thanks guys i'm sorry no, i'm freaking
3: sad on top of sad but it doesn't go that way that's
0: a
2: that's a
3: fake they, situation they that's, kind of,
0: well, that's megan's anxiety making up stuff
1: they, they have like another year or so we, you know we, oh. they, they end up getting married and then have a baby and immediately die so it's fine and it's, it's fine And Everything eats a boy oh my god yes a girl without his parents it's fine everything's it's fine.
0: fine all right let's move on so kingsley is now <sighs> battling bellatrix and then neville was there so lupin has a very slack grip on harry but he's still got a grip on harry and neville had slid down the stone benches to where harry was harry is no longer struggling against him against lupin rather and and neville goes on to say harry i'm i'm but really sorry said (laughs) neville and his legs are still dancing uncontrollably was that bad was Sirius Black a friend of yours? And Harry nodded. And then Lupin finally like, realizes that Neville's legs are going all willy-nilly, and so he says, here, and he points his wand at Neville's legs, and he says, Finite. And the spell was lifted, and Neville's legs fell back onto the floor and remained still. Lupin's face was pale, and he said, Let's, let's find the others. Where are they all, Neville.
1: Hey, We mentioned on the podcast the fact that like Neville went to help basically this whole serious black thing without even questioning it.
0: Yeah, right. I I don't think we've
2: brought that up but he didn't know.
0: I think he was just like oh, if Harry says it's fine. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like but he's such ah, he just I feel like a lot of people yes, both of them are very like no question. She's kind of like,
0: isn't he stubby boardman? Yeah, Yeah. well, right to her. So it doesn't matter to her anyway. But um, oh God, Neville! What a friend! Can just clap for him. Clap for Neville. I'll give snaps for Neville.
3: Was Sirius Black a friend of yours? Meaning, I know this guy is convicted, according to the world,
0: <laughs> and he's yet an escaped murderer. And yet,
3: allegedly. is he a friend of yours, Harry? Are you sad about it? I'm sorry. Right? Yeah, he's
2: That's like, amazing. Amazing. That's a good totally sad freaking about friend. Um, I am so. F- go ahead. I was just gonna say too, like I I can feel. And again, like, I don't know if this is just because, like, I have this crazy, weird emotional Mm -hmm. attachment to Lupin. But him in this moment is almost worse to me than Harry. Like hearing hearing how the author writes, like how he's reacting right now, how he just says here quietly, finite, let's. Let's find the others. Where are they all, Neville? And I almost feel like the way that he's speaking is probably monotone, quiet, breathy. He can't even comprehend and think about what just happened. And then not to like go ahead of where you are, but he turned away from the archway as he spoke. It sounded as though every word was causing him pain. Like in this moment, this is pr- I have I think that this moment is the worst moment in Lupin's life hands down the like worse than James like I think because he had lost everything for so long and he finally thought that he had some of it back and it gets taken from him again um and that's why that's why I say like imagine had Tonks not come back Like, I don't know how close they are at this moment in time, but I don't think that that's important because at the end of the day, Tonks is who's there for him after this. And if that hadn't happened, we would have lost Remus a lot earlier. And I think that like you can kind of see and and, you know, like Tiffany, you said before, like how quickly Harry was going through the steps of grief well like honestly Remus is already at the last step. Like he's just like depressed and accepted it. Like he went through them just like well everything else was taken from me of course this would get taken from me too and he's like already oh, yeah. at the acceptance like, part.
0: Unfortunately but this is not I, his first time. I two things.
1: I like I like the fact that we see there's two different emotions. Like we see, see we see two different people react differently to the to to serious dying um because everybody reacts different but i also don't think that like people i don't think people go through the steps one two three four five six i think every you know every moment of every day it's different you might one day you're like um i i you know it's sad he's gone i accept it the next day you're going to be angry the next day you're going to be like i don't believe it i can't believe it i don't think I think maybe at this point in time, he's just like, yeah, he's gone. But I still think that there, there are days where he's going to be going through other steps and he's all over the place. Yeah. They're
2: they're both going to be all over the place.
1: And I mean, in that to to, to reacting to grief, like it's, that's okay. Like, I think that there's people that are like, well, sometimes they're like, well, it's been forever. You need to get over it. Well, like, no, you can still be sad that someone's gone and Mm -hmm. it could be 80 years. Why does it matter? Like,
0: I don't know, right? It's just so sad. Mm-hmm. Um. So where we were? <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, finite.
3: Vinny crushed my freaking heart because he said finite also means to end, and I said it's fine, whatever. You know. Yeah, that's- oh. Thanks, Let's Vinny. Let's talk
0: about finite. That's a good segue <laughs> into this. Uh, finite is a um, general counter spell. We hear finite and cantatum in our heads, Hermione. Saying it. Um, so it like stops or reverses like minor jinxes, hexes, and curses. And um, this was a spell covered in the standard book of spells, grade two, by Miranda Goshok. And we know that it's used a couple of times. Oh, look at that. In Fantastic Beasts in 1927. We also hear Snape using it in 1992. Lupin uses it right now in 1996. Tonks uses it in 1996 to release Harry from the full body bind. And in 1998, um, oh, it's used to try and stop the uh, fiend fire. Joke's on you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Talk about death. Is
0: crab that dies. Yeah, and you know how I always remember that? It's because I can hear my made-up Malfoy voice in my head. Crab, he says. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Is that sad? Anyways, moving forward. Uh, So so, what Megan read earlier, quote, Lupin turned away from the archway as he spoke. It sounded as though every word was causing him pain, and I'm absolutely certain that that's completely true. Neville gives a nice recap of what's going on with everyone. And then there's a loud bang and a yell from behind the dais. So we don't really know what's going on with Dumbledore back there, rallying up all these death eaters. But we do know that Bellatrix turned and ran. So she was battling Kingsley and now she took off. um, And Dumbledore whips around and he shoots a spell at her, but she deflects it. And I think that that gives a little bit of credit to her Mm -hmm. as a duel as a dueling witch because i'm sure a dumbledore spell is pretty hard to deflect and what we need to understand is that i mean you don't ever want to underestimate someone like her and Especially
1: it's, if she's running up the steps and she deflected it. Like, was she actually looking at him or did she just like,
0: run I don't away, know. Man. It doesn't say, you know? Yeah. So she's, uh, going, going on to say the, the point I'm trying to make is Molly winning the duel against her is freaking sweet. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? She's dueling to kill. And I know she's cool. dueling to kill now, but like, that's like some one-on-one stuff going on. So, Props to Molly Weasley. Um, We'll read about that later. (laughs) Yes, Megan.
2: Also, props to Harry for dying to protect everybody. Uh, Cause I think that that played uh, a role in people being able to overpower some of these really powerful death eaters, not trying to downgrade Molly's greatness in that moment. <laughs> no.
0: Well, here's the thing,
2: but, but
0: no, 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 no,
1: Megan's not a big, mom. I have Well,
0: I mean, it is what it is. I have a counter argument to that because as far as the people's ability to do that, it, it, it wasn't anything that I think affected Molly's, um, offense. I think it affected Bellatrix's offense.
1: Well, and two, we've talked. I think we talked about it the last episode, or maybe it wasn't even on this podcast. Where like, in moments of time, people are able to do extraordinary yeah. feats, and I think it's in one of those times where Molly gets like a rush of adrenaline, or whatever they say. You know, use people use to like lift cars off of people, and she's literally gonna say, "Not my daughter," you beep you're gone you know what i mean like she's there's nothing that's gonna because it's a huge theme i I feel like it's a huge theme not only just love in the series but a mother's love Mm -hmm. and like molly literally proves that she's willing to do whatever it takes to make sure her kids don't die Mm -hmm. i
0: agree she will kill you literally okay we have to talk about something so my other husband Vinny in the chat says, I think the protection was only against Boldy. I have to say no, and I'm sorry, (laughs) but um, you're wrong. The protection was for Harry to, to die, to save everyone. So that would mean in my mind that everyone that was on the side of Voldemort in this battle to try and kill everyone, Harry died to protect all All of the Hogwartians and and the like against all of the Death Eaters and the like, if that makes sense.
2: Because I'm trying to remember who is there's like it's Kingsley and McGonagall and someone else like all battling. Were were they all battling Voldemort? Three people were, I think. So
0: Harry felt as though he turned in slow motion. He saw McGonagall, Kingsley, and Slughorn blasted backward, flailing and writhing through the air as Voldemort's fury at the fall of his last best lieutenant by Bellatrix exploded with the force of a bomb. Voldemort raised his wand and directed it at Molly Weasley. Harry says, Protego. So the three people were battling him. And the reason why they're blasted back and not killed is because Harry probably... I'll read that real fast. <laughs> is that what you wanted? I think it is just Voldemort.
2: And hmm? why do you say this? Okay, so I'm looking on the wikia and in so this is at the end whenever like they are talking to each other, Harry and Voldemort. And Harry says, I was ready to die to you stop you. hurt them. Yeah, I know. From hurting these people. Voldemort, but you did not, Harry. I meant to, and that's what did it. I've done what my mother did. They're protected from you. Haven't you noticed how none of the spells you put on them are binding? You can't torture them, you can't touch them. And then in the notes here, it says During the Battle of Hogwarts, Harry Potter willingly allowed himself to be hit with a killing curse cast by Lord Voldemort so that the piece of Voldemort's soul residing inside him would be destroyed, and the Dark Wizard could be defeated once and for all. This conferred a certain amount of protection on Harry's allies making it so that spells Voldemort tried to place on them, including silencing charms and a full body bind curse quickly mm. wore off.
0: It kind of feels like it's everyone, though. Unless it's like adrenaline rush, because the way that the chapter reads is like
2: the Hogwardians can do no wrong. In this in this final See that, scene. I mean, that that's what I was. Yeah, that's what I felt, too, going into this. I kind of feel like yes it's worded as Voldemort but like if you think about and I, and again like this kind of gets gray with the Harry Voldemort situation because it also could potentially be the prophecy but none of Voldemort's followers could touch Harry either so that's why I feel like it wasn't just a protection from Voldemort it was for Voldemort and people who work for Voldemort against Harry. Harry was protected because of Lily's spell. So that's why I feel like that's why I feel like Harry protected everyone from anyone who was working for Voldemort. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what
0: you're saying, because anytime anybody tried to do anything to Harry, it didn't work because of the prophecy, because Voldemort was the only one that could kill Harry. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yes.
2: Okay.
1: Can you read to me again what it said from the book? About him talking to Voldemort. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Harry says, I to meant oh, to. Okay.
2: I meant to. And that's what did it. I've done what my mother did. They're protected from you. Haven't you noticed how none of the spells you put on them are binding? You can't torture them. You can't touch them.
1: So I wonder, <clears throat> because if if a lot of you're saying like, right, it read like everyone's protected from everyone, like basically on the dark side, right? Right. I wonder if it's meant as like more of like a royal you being like you and all
0: That's of your people. That's what I'm.
2: I agree. Just it's just the way that this
0: the the final stretch of this battle reads out is that so let me just read it. <laughs> Harry saw Yaxley slam to the floor by George and and Lee Jordan. Saw Dalahaw fall with a scream at Flitwick's hands. Saw Walden McNair thrown across the room by Hagrid, hit the stone wall opposite and slid unconscious to the ground. He saw Ron and Neville bringing down Fenrir Greyback, Aberforth Man. stunning Rookwood, Arthur and Percy flooring Thickness, and Lucius and Narcissa Malfoy running around. Whatever. Nobody cares about them. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then That's Voldemort why I feel like it's a collective view. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. This is where we can come in and we can kind of make it what, what we think this this to me is left up to interpretation and um, in your own headcanon, because it's not.
2: It, all of that seems a little bit wild, don't you think? I think so. And and I think that does any but after that happens, does anyone else get hurt or are all of the deaths prior to Harry dying? All of the deaths are prior. Yeah, there we go. Much.
0: That's no why I feel like exactly. it's a collective you,
2: and you can you can attribute that to adrenaline, but that seems a little bit Far-fetched too good to, to be true. Because the other side would have would have
0: adrenaline as well, and I, I don't think
1: that stops you from being dead.
0: You Thank I mean? you, logic. Correct. <laughs> 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 I mean. At this point, we can
2: all. I mean, who took Hound Dalahov? Who took Hound Dalahov again? Um, Flitwick. Flitwick.
1: Well, when you're saying like Ron and Neville took down Fenrir Greyback, like that's, that's shocking to that's me. A like lot. not to say they're not capable, but like I two mean, Fenrir, two 17 I mean, year seventeen-year-old,
2: two though.
0: <laughs> Yaxley. This I feel is.
2: like it was yeah. a collective. Our Discord you and is
0: like almost wholly against us. I know. <laughs> well,
2: Then you all can leave. <laughs> <laughs> I know,
0: we'll but get like I, Are I we, super... hold on. Are we as a four in agreement yes. against the entire Discord? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't I mean just Katie <laughs> hasn't spoken so really. She's yes, over Catherine. here being silent.
3: Are we saying that it was but a know, collective? Like
2: like collective
1: No, I'm talking to people yeah, in the
2: chat. So. Sorry. Uh, collective protection. I agree. Yes. I agree.
1: Are we going round the round the table? I yeah. mean, yeah, we already Tiffany. know what I think. Like. <laughs> to saying yes,
0: correct. A whole, a whole encompassing the royal
1: you The
0: royal Looks you Looks like the
1: royal we. So, but the collective you We gotcha. Yes, <laughs> Megan.
0: Yay yes. or nay?
1: Yay, collective you. <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna say Catherine and
2: then didn't. Catherine. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, but, I agree. But
0: okay, I gotta talk to Vinny directly right now. But he was
2: He was always
0: protected against all the death eaters. Nothing ever bound to him. Nothing like he he Oh, what he
1: stands when he was so good at getting, like, throwing the Imperius Curse because it was a Death Eater ne- doing it to it, him, hold, right?
0: Hold on, but oh. Neville—he may have gotten tortured, Vinny, But what you're saying doesn't make sense because Neville got tortured by Voldemort, even though the spells didn't stick. But he never got killed by him, so that doesn't make any sense. You can still be tortured and things, but it's not going to bo- go to the to the brink of death. Yeah. Like, I again, like, he... I wonder because... What like, did you say? I was
1: I in my he own head. That, <laughs> that, What's-his-face? Sorry. Barty Crouch Jr. threw the Imperious Curse on him. I wonder if that's why he was so good at getting... Throwing it off so quickly was because it was a death eater. Hey, girl. Okay. I like that. Because, like, it, it makes no sense, because here's my thing. It makes no sense for the death eaters to just stop fighting. Cause they were losing. I feel like they're going to be the types of people that like, oh, I'm not, not going to just stop. Down. Like I'm going to take down every, if I'm going down, everyone that I can get is going down with me. Like, it I mean, doesn't like make any think about for them to stop fighting as hard. Right.
2: Think about the fact that after Voldemort amazing. was yeah. gone, they still went and tortured Alice yes. and Frank Longbottom. Like they don't yes. care if they're losing or they lost. They're still yeah. going to go after people.
0: So, okay, so Vinny goes to, sorry, i am talking to Vinny the whole time. Then why protect Harry if he is invulnerable to the Death Eaters? But he's not invulnerable to the Death Eaters. Protecting Harry was about keeping him and training him for what he was supposed to be because Dumbledore knew that Harry Potter was the only person that could kill Voldemort. Well, did he know that so, he
1: jump or was he just assuming? Until I think he, for a while he, he was proof. assuming. You know what I mean? And even getting, they didn't he, know yet all of this stuff either so why not protect him
0: okay so i'm reading the dumbledore book so starting in book one he started training him i mean that's why when he went to go get the sorcerer's stone that's why it was what he wasn't planning on was for harry to actually get the stone from the mirror that was not planned so anyways but like if he didn't protect him from the death eaters even though the death eaters couldn't kill him say the Death Eaters get him and at Malfoy Manor Voldemort shows up and he kills Harry right you still have to keep him protected but in a way does he does here's my thing though like
1: with the protecting part like we've talked about this in book one did Dumbledore know for a fact he's going to be the only one that can kill him or was he just working on his because we all know he's a very intelligent man but he doesn't know every single thing so is he just saying like this is where my gut's telling me to do so like that's why I'm going to have Harry go this route and then later on he's like oh I was correct you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. I, I think that's just part of being protective of Harry is like he doesn't know for sure, better be safe than sorry.
0: I think that Dumbledore worked on a lot of guesswork because this yeah. was magic that he hadn't seen. I mean, this is like magic that obviously Voldemort didn't even know about, right? And he's somebody who, you know, as much as we like to make fun of him for being arrogant. He's done a lot within the realms of magic, so you know, it's what it is. This is why we split chapters, (laughs) (laughs) okay? (laughs) This is why, and I'm here for the seven talk. Let's go. Where am I at? I literally don't at? even know.
3: You're um, at Lupin slackened his. Grip. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay, like so a full here character. we go. I'm not All even right.
0: done. All right. So loop Lupin Slackens his. Grip. Where do we land? It's swish verse discord. That's where we're at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Switch versus Discord. And, and feel free, Discordians to go. <laughs> <free>. and Discordians.
1: <laughs> bring, we're having discourse right now.
0: Don't bring it up in the Facebook just yet for people who aren't quite there yet. But once this episode is released, on April 11th Let's start these conversations. Let's get yeah. these going. Let's see what our other listeners have to say. Okay. That's
3: what's so great about this.
1: Okay. You know?
0: Kayla, are you okay?
1: I'm accepting logic. I'm just I, to know going on. It makes so much more sense what we're <laughs> saying than what you guys are saying. And I apologize <laughs> for that. But um, I'm going to just pretend that this is the day it's coming out and it's my birthday. So listen to me. So <laughs> she gets one of her on her birthday.
2: I think honestly, too, though, that this is going to be a huge conversation when we actually come to seven and we shouldn't discuss it to death at this moment. So we should kind of uh, like shelve it and we're going to discuss it more. Cause it's a lot (laughs) for sure.
0: (sighs) We'll have
1: have a
2: whole episode
0: just on this alone. (laughs) Don't worry. I have plans for seven (laughs) anyways. So Lupin slackens his grip on Harry and Harry took the opportunity to break free and he attempts to get a little bit of revenge. And so he's all caps yelling, She killed Sirius, bellowed Harry. She killed him. I'll kill her. Yikes, a Ruski, Harry Potter. Let's
1: talk about the fact that if you really have to mean it to use a killing curse, which I think that takes more energy to do the cruciatus. That's just my opinion. I don't think that's canon. But he could have killed her 20 times over, is what I'm saying. If it it was intent, you know what I
0: mean? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And. So he's off. He's scrambling up the stone benches. People are shouting behind him. He doesn't care. And the hem of Bellatrix robe whipped out of sight ahead of of ahead of him, and they're back in the room where all the brains are swimming. <laughs> all the what? Brains. What did you write in the diary? All the Brian's. <laughs> <And> so shout <laughs> out a lot of Brian's. Shout brain. out to all the Brian's who what are swimming around. What
1: you don't know is they have a brain room, but they also have a Brian. There's room. a Brian room. <laughs> they like they, to study <laughs> Brian. They it's only take mystery. brains from
3: Brian's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that's why you have a talking dog on Family Guy.
0: Thank Ooh, you. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> so, Bellatrix aims a curse over her shoulder at the tank with the brains, and it rises into the air and tips over. And Harry was in the foul smelling potion that was in the tank, and the brains slipped over him, and they began spinning their tentacles. And Harry uses Wingardium Leviosa. Oh, swish and flick. And they flew through the air away from him. So Harry leaps over Luna, runs past Ginny, past Ron, past Hermione. (coughs) Excuse me. So at this point, I want to point out how much Harry wants to go after Bellatrix because his usual hero nature and his, quote, saving people thing isn't there right now. He has one goal in mind. It's to get to Bellatrix. And in his head, he wants to kill her. And that's how strong this feeling is.
1: I was going to say, like, revenge makes people do crazy things and, like, forget a lot of, like, who they are when they're trying to get revenge on something, you know, or someone. Um, It usually doesn't end well for anyone involved.
3: Yeah, It's like Tiff was talking about before with Mad-Eye, like, where he didn't continue the battle. He went and stopped to try and revive Tonks. And it's like, that is normally something that Harry would do, but he's going through so much right now mm-hmm. he just blasts past he's got he's on a mission you know
0: mm-hmm. and he runs past his his best friends mm-hmm. and future wife <laughs> so
1: i think she brings it up in conversation later. i'm sure she <laughs> does
0: <laughs> remember in the
1: department of <laughs> i of think mysteries. it's gonna be like you remember when i saved you in the chamber of secrets what now what now how many times have i saved your life let's get let's move on
0: yeah and then she'd
1: be like i let you name our children
0: okay let's go so bellatrix disappears through the door to the back of the corridor with the lifts and harry almost makes it but the door slams and the wall spins around again and the blue lights from the candelabra are spinning past him and i looked at blue because that's what we do here on swish and splick what (laughs) swish and what i don't know what i said swish and splick
1: I heard Swish and Flick, so... Oh,
0: I didn't say that. Clearly, I need
1: to get my ears (laughs)
0: checked. Anywho, uh, blue actually has a lot of different meanings, but I feel like to match this a little bit, blue is also the symbol of depression and the depths of the human psyche, and that's from SensationalColor.com.
1: Can you do that like you do that dog thing? What a dog. Say it SensationalColor.com like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) sensational (laughs) color.com what a dog what a dog so Harry yells out he's in this room in desperation where's the exit and the wall rumbled to a halt again he says where's the way out and the room seemed to have been waiting for him to ask the door right behind him flew open in the corridor toward the lifts, stretched out in front of him, torch lit and empty, and he ran. And I said, Is this room a sentient being? Mm.
2: I like that. Do the Why chickens ra- run this room?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? Here's the thing. What? What'd you say? Do the chickens run this room? Oh my God. Should I put my chicken <laughs> mask on? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I have to
0: call out to Jenny Fire. I feel attacked. <laughs> Because they said, "I love that we're still on Tiff's part, and yet she had planned to do the whole chapter tonight." Yeah, (laughs) listen,
1: I was was, started late, so we've only been talking for like an hour.
0: I was super wrong. Only an hour. Only
2: one fourth of the way through. I was so wrong,
0: and I'm I'm not afraid to admit.
2: I mean, like I was really surprised when (laughs) Tiff texted us and was like, "Yeah, it's just going to be the whole chapter," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> it does seem
0: short. I it does know. when you're reading it. It does. But
2: there's flying. so much to talk about.
1: Yeah, you're just and reading. Again, how long do we talk about a battle from the seventh book? Like, right.
0: My bad. My bad.
1: Cut my life into pieces. This just is like the we're gonna do this book. chapter.
0: All right. Suffocation. Sirius is dead. Oh my gosh! Stop. I'm done. I'm finished. Megan, you may start.
2: <laughs> what? Katie was like, playing with something on, and I didn't see it. All of a sudden, I look in the living room because I, like, face the living room. And there's like a light that keeps flashing on and off. And I look over at her and I'm like, what is that? And she just like looks at me like I'm crazy. And then like it's flashing more and more. And then I realize that she's turning the light on with her foot underneath the desk in the living room and letting it flash on and off. And it was like freaking me out. I thought that there was like a short circuit or something in the living room.
3: Oh, oh my crying. God. Oh, my God.
2: I'm sorry. All right. Uh, April fools. <laughs> April fools. <sighs> okay. So Harry could hear a lift and he sprints up the passageway, slams his fist into the button to call a second lift um, because Bellatrix is already in hers and gone. So he dashed. I dash-
1: for a second when you said lift that you're talking about <laughs> elevator. An elevator. And I'm like, he heard a lift. <laughs> what do you mean? Someone's lifting <laughs> some weights. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't oh know, God. A lift is an elevator. Elevator. That's what Americans call an elevator.
2: Uber lift. (sighs) Uber lift.
0: Okay, that's not loud Um, or anything. God.
2: So Harry dashes inside the second lift. Again, hammers the button that is marked atrium. And then he is rising quickly. Because remember, they are like down very far into the ministry. And the atrium is at the top. (laughs) Not as far. Not as far. <laughs> um, so he forces the door open before the lift is even ready for the door to be open. He, like, sees where he can <laughs> <laughs> where he can just, like, get out. And he, like, Hulk smashes the doors open, uh, looking for Bellatrix immediately. She was already almost at the telephone lift, but she looked back because she heard the second lift coming and aims a spell at him as he sprints towards her. And he just dodges it. By jumping behind the fountain of magical brethren again, that is the big fountain in the middle of the atrium that has like the wizard, the centaur, the goblin. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember if there's other things, but Sasa's there. Yeah, Sasa's yeah. there. I've been immortalized
1: in stone. It's <sighs> so, for my he- birthday,
2: <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> so much? <laughs> so he jumps behind this fountain and just dodges the spell and it the spell hits the gates behind him and they ring throughout the atrium like bells thank you Katie. You're welcome. good job
0: why is your cat meowing because
2: of the bell yeah, he didn't it appreciate was like that. a trigger bell cat meow anyway <laughs> um so then as soon as the ringing ends he realizes he no longer hears footsteps So Bellatrix had stopped and then she begins her mock baby voice. Let's see if I can do this. Come out, come out, little Harry. What did you (laughs) come after me for then? I thought you were here to avenge my dear cousin. She's the worst. She is the worst. She's going right to the jugular. Right. So like mocking him Proud of what she just did to Sirius. Making it known that they're related and he is her cousin. She has no shame and no regrets for what she just did. And Harry is beneath her. Harry is little. Harry's a child. Um, Almost saying like, you really thought that you could come after me, Bellatrix? So Harry shouts. I am. And it echoed everywhere around the room. And I, I liked reading that because of just like how it was written. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's taunting him more. Ah, did you love him, little baby Potter? And Harry, at this point, is so angry. He had never known <laughs> hatred the way he felt it now, rising through him. Um. And that's like a good build-up sentence for what he's about to do because he mm. flings himself out from behind the fountain and he bellows crucio
0: says it y'all
2: he says, says it says it so from the wiki when death eater bellatrix lestrange killed harry's godfather sirius black harry chased down bellatrix and performed the curse on her out of rage however It was performed unsuccessfully as Harry was doing it with righteous anger and couldn't muster the will to actually cause her harm. There are three instances when Harry uses Crucio. Ding. Ding. So this is the first time he attempts Crucio. And like I just said, it is unsuccessful. Um, His second time is in Half-Blood Prince. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. attempts to Crucio Snape after Dumbledore's death. Again, not successful. Snape or Vinny? Vinny. Okay. Oh! Snape. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, However, on his third try he is successful, and this is in Deathly Hollows. And it is in Ravenclaw Tower. He successfully casts Crucio on Amicus Caro. Mm. for spitting After in he, face. Yep. I
1: mean, this vile spitting on someone is. Ugh. Oh, I don't like it.
2: Yes, so I found this Reddit thread, um, that talked about how basically how they were kind of surprised that Harry was able to cast Crucio. Uh, For amicus spitting in McGonagall's face, but not for serious dying. So I'm just going to read a little bit from it. It says in fifth year, despite having just witnessed serious dying, Harry did not have enough hate in his heart to make the Cruciatus curse work. Bellatrix said it herself. You have to really want to cause pain. You have to really want to torture someone and you have to want to enjoy it. Harry was too good of a person to enjoy it. And that's why the curse failed. So then they continue and they say, now, don't get me wrong. Amicus spitting in McGonagall's face is hardly pleasant. But is it on the same level as Bellatrix killing Sirius? Definitely not. Not by a long margin. And yet Harry was able to summon enough hate two years later to make the torture curse work perfectly for something he definitely would not have been able to do two years earlier. Not because he's a more skilled wizard two years later, but because he is able to feel and embrace hatred a lot more. Which I found interesting. There's no, yes, there's no grief
0: tied to it,
2: right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I think at this point in time, Harry's emotions are all over the, are all over the place. So he he might not be like he obviously he can't do it. I think then with McGonagall, like he's he's in a different headspace, but he also is like realizes like how ridiculously disrespectful that is. And yeah, I'd probably want to cause someone pain too if they did that. Oh God, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah.
2: Well, I think okay, so I really like how they go on to explain this a little bit and they so they say Harry did not need to use the torture curse in that moment. In fact, something as simple as Expelliarmus would have most definitely been more effective, but in that moment, Harry wanted to torture Amicus Caro, not and I think mm. that I think that in this moment um he definitely wanted to hurt Bellatrix. But I think the concept of torturing her he couldn't fathom because he hadn't he hadn't really seen it a lot. he just saw it with Neville, but that was really and and he saw it on a spider, but like you can't really comprehend that you know, but like yeah. by the time he actually casts it in Deathly Hollows, he has heard Hermione experience it um he I'm trying to think he's also heard stories about how it, how the caros were using it on students as punishment. So that is something that is. So I think because of how he knew amicus was using that spell and how he had experienced that spell leading up to this point, he truly knew what it did and understood it and wanted to, wanted to torture him. He wanted amicus to feel as much pain as physically possible and he gained enjoyment from Amicus's suffering, something that he was not able to do two years earlier, as he, this person says, as he was a better person. I think that he just has experienced a lot more uh, up to this point. But I just thought that that was in, an interesting point. Um, that this, So this is the first time we see Harry try to cast Crucio. And again, it doesn't work um, because he just doesn't, he just doesn't have it in him yet. Um, I also found another Reddit article that talked about why was Harry not punished for using unforgivable curses? And who's going to punish him? Yeah. Well, okay. so it says during Order of the Phoenix, Harry uses or attempts to use Crucio on Bellatrix and also again during Deathly Hallows. And we also see him use Imperio in Deadly Hollows too. And both of those are unforgivable curses. And anyone who uses them is supposed to be sentenced to time in Azkaban.
1: Sarah's confused face no, is giving I'm me... No, I'm, like, laughing. wondering why you're laughing at me. But I'm thinking, like, let's, let's actually have a conversation everybody's about throwing Okay, seven, no, seven how, doesn't how, count. Because oh, everybody's throwing, throwing really nilly stuff. stuff. But, like, yeah, like, how are they going to... Do they know for a fact... Because here's the thing, like when Harry gets in trouble for using magic at home, they're like mad. They don't say you, you, you're going to kick me out of school. Well, like, don't (laughs) don't they say like they only know he used. um, summoning charm, whatever that charm is, um, levitating the dementors and everything, but like uh,
0: expecto patronum.
1: But they say, like, you you were caught using magic um in front of a muggle or whatever, right? So, like, do they actually know, when, like, because they have the trace on him? Like, oh, these are the spells that Harry did on, like, June 20th. It was this spell, this spell, this spell. Or is it, like, there was just magic being thrown around? So can they specifically know who's doing they, what magic? They did because say he's a Patronus trace? charm. But here's my but thing. Th- I think that's that just that's the a- trace. But is that... Do they know that because he was getting rid of Dementors? Do you get what no, I'm saying? No, I think
2: that they... Because they knew that he used a levitating spell in Chamber of Secrets. Well, Dobby did. But he knew... They knew that it was a levitating charm that was used but in it, Chamber about 2. Charm. he's
1: not the one that's doing it. So they're saying, like, they how are they... Unless they take Harry's wand and use, like, a spell, do they know that it's Harry doing it? Because there's so many other people there throwing out spells. Do you get what I'm saying?
2: I think that it's just because, like, Harry's situation is... A little bit different it's more i guess i guess it would be similar to probably like hermione's situation like because they're in muggle households and I'm and talk, the no, ministry I'm talking about in
1: the ministry right now that's why he's not getting in trouble
2: because well but he also doesn't um he's not in a place he's not in a place where magic isn't that's why okay so so for example
1: I don't think you know I know that, what I'm saying. No, but I what think you,
2: I. I think I do. Hold on, let, let me explain. So, like the Weasleys, they really. So the Ministry kind of depends on the Weasley family to enforce it because they don't really have a way to know when Harry or when Ron, you know, Fred, George, Percy, Ginny are using spells because Molly and Arthur are in the house. So, like wizarding families, the Ministry depends on the. On the families really to do it and the only reason they know anything about harry is because there are no other witches and wizards around him does but that make what I'm sense is
1: i i'm not disagreeing with you what i'm saying is then because the person's like well why didn't he get in trouble even if you couldn't like successfully use that curse on Bellatrix. I don't think unless they took his wand because yes, they, they could have know. told like someone used the Cruciatus curse, but it's not, they won't know until they take Harry's wand and do that. For spell sure. to be Like give me all, whatever you've done spit to out your previous spells. They're not going to know. He's the one that did it
2: for sure. I agree. But w- what I'm saying is the, the reason why they, know the spells that harry does at privet drive is just because of the location so because he's at the ministry they wouldn't uh-huh. know that he's the one who's casting crucio because it's a right. magical place like they so have let's them, say like
1: all the weasleys throwing are over at around. harry's place they're not so specifically gonna we, know it's harry doing it they just know a spell was used right so in, in I, Harry's house, so they're gonna assume it's harry are we asking Correct.
0: if the ministry knows when people cast yeah i think the they, they don't i think only, i think they don't no i don't think no they do, because they would have known that barty trace. crouch jr yes. was alive i think that they exactly. only would
1: have known yeah. if you had the trace nobody's, nobody's the getting in outside. trouble for that
0: nobody's in this room with harry and her what's so the that that what that's <laughs> gonna do so like Let that's fudge he cruciated me <laughs> Oh, you
2: belong in Azkaban.
1: <laughs> and here's my other question.
2: Well, I'm just curious as to like how they even enforce this. Like, I don't how think can they
0: do, Megan? I think yeah. other I, people turn them I in. I think it's. Yeah, I, I think don't. We're also yelling and we probably shouldn't. I, and by we, I mean me.
1: I, and I, I honestly like I think it would be <laughs> one of those situations where like I'm so obviously you see people that have gone through the Cruciatus curse, especially someone like the Longbottoms where like they've gone under it so long that they're now incapacitated for life. But I would think that even if you were under it for a while, you're going to have some issues. And if you end up at St. Mungo's, they're like, obviously, we know the signs of someone that's been under the cruciatus so curse. They find it that way. Yes. Right. Um
0: So unless you have some witnesses or some effects, no one's gonna
2: know. They're gonna know.
1: <laughs> that's what I was thinking.
0: Here's
2: my
1: other question is we know, I know that they say like
0: I what are we talking about? So the <laughs> Unforgivable. They're saying
1: like you have to know it. I think to be honest with you, like I feel like this is a plot hole ish. Where like you have to really, really, really mean it, Harry. I don't know if I agree a thousand percent. Like I know it's tech. It's like canon. And I was whatever. gonna say you
0: don't agree with, but like, the, I that think this is like creation. a cap out being
1: like. I think you have to be like a skilled wizard, and you do have to put some oomph behind it. But like, I think anybody can do the Avada Kedavra. If I'm being a thousand percent
0: honest so well like i don't know you have to really that's too morbid i'm not gonna talk about that (laughs) i
2: don't know if i agree with that but i i mean like obviously like yeah you can think whatever you want to about about it but but i say
1: like nobody like well but think about the
2: patronus curse you have to mean that why we got it wrong
0: on the boat sasa
2: expelliarm no what what the- you said the, you patronus, it the patronus
0: curse. curse. <laughs> what is the patronus <laughs> Guys, curse?
3: We're talking about unforgivable curses. <laughs> you're gonna die. What
1: you're gonna be? But you're gonna happy be about happy it. about it. <sighs> the
3: just, evil I don't version of I don't your like, patronus. I don't
1: like the thought of like you have to like really really mean it and you have to want to cause harm to someone. You've, I think that there's so you're time saying like you're so enraged where you could be <laughs> the nicest person but you want to cause some harm.
0: So you you're telling me. That you would like the ability to just cast unforgivable curses willy nilly—is that <laughs> what I'm Unfor- getting? Unforgivable.
1: From- That's what I'll do.
0: <laughs> You're a silly, silly.
1: I just think like it just seems too easy that people just throw it around all the time, like Crucio and like a Vade Pew pew pew. Like I, it just. Do you just have that hate in your heart like where they're like kill the spare and he's already dead? Like to me, like I feel like a lot of You don't have I mean, any the, you don't care enough. So like how does that like but how how does that make any sense where like you have to really mean it when well, he literally doesn't care about him? Is Pew that's what I'm saying? The thing, <laughs> that be the on thing, on the thing is card. though,
2: is that the Death Eaters they're always gonna mean it because they are but racist they? bigots. But they, like,
1: here's my thing. They, I feel like they just do it like Katie and I. Like,
2: I mean, like it's like out. drinking. A this sip is of like coffee a, where
1: they're like, mm, whatever. This is what I do every day. I'm brushing my teeth. So here, a vodka dabber. This I think Bellatrix gone.
0: could equate
2: cash, casting Crucio to brushing some teeth. I, I think that it's very comparable to like a a, a muggle committing murder. You have to i mean i guess i don't know maybe anybody can. There's that's people... why i didn't want to talk about it. i was like that's real dark to get but into there,
0: it there, is there, but
1: unfortunately there's some that literally just do it just to to do it where well, they that's, don't
0: that's what i'm saying that's what this group of people that we're encountering but that's right similar now Similar to the death are, eaters are that but way that's what i'm saying
1: right. like i feel like they, they don't they don't care enough to like <laughs> oh sorry that's <laughs> <No>, okay <laughs> i just hand
3: up for I two years know. I feel like it's either you have to mean it or you have such a disregard for life and you live with hate in your heart all the time. Yeah. It's the same
2: business. You don't have to business. do any extra. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. exact. Katie, the Hufflepuff has put <laughs> our thoughts into words. What yes. are, are we even arguing? What's going on? I do not know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to go back to the chapter.
1: I do have a question about... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Do you think that you have to... Like, do you think that you have to put the same amount of meaning? And I'm laughing because I know that they all hate me right now. Well, <laughs> you got the three okay. of them. You, don't you have got a Imperial, section. you got Crucio, you got the killing one. Do you have to put the same <laughs> amount of... <laughs> mind? each spell so the like, same like, level like, of meaning what i'm saying is like i feel like you have to mean like crucial to me crucio is worse than the other like that's the worst one in my opinion
2: it's because worse I, than Nevada Cadabra. because think about uh, would actually, you rather
1: be dead or would you rather be incapacitated would you rather probably and like in my head canon like if you have been through crucio so much like there's lasting painful effects in my mind so I would rather be dead than be suffering for the rest of my life, and that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah.
2: So, um, I do agree with what you just said, but I, I to answer your question about like the amount of oomph that each one needs, oomph, oomph. I think that like Crucio and Avada, I think all of them need a certain amount, but it's almost like a different type, if you know what I mean. So like imperio you have to really want to control that person you have to know what you want them to do and you have to have a plan and that's how i think imperio works crucio you have to really want to torture them you want to cause them physical pain and you want to enjoy watching them have pain where and then avada kedavra you have to want them dead like no questions asked serial killer mindset murderer dead it's not like in puffs it is not like in puffs. Oops. That is not canon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. It's it's, yeah. Okay. There's so much happening. I'll, I'll accept that. i I'm only laughing like laughing because
1: the... someone in Audrey and the Aubrey in the chat goes, "What percentage of oomph is needed in each Unforgivable Curse?" I love
2: the <laughs> spot. I think oomph. they all need the same amount, but it's just different types, different oomphs, different, different, different oomphs. energies. Right. Kate, different energies. Yes.
3: Oh, I just really like the spell oomphs. Like, I like, is it a zhuzh? Is it a oomph? A zhuzh. I yeah. like zhuzh because how you know, much, JVN. How much zhuzh does this spell need? <laughs> <laughs> zhuzh.
2: Oh, where um, where are, are you in your notes there, Megan? Well, actually, I knew this was going to happen, so I put a note that said, okay, back to Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> it's like <sighs> you literally. <gasps>
3: uh,
2: so Bellatrix did scream because it actually knocked her off her feet. Yep. And she did not writhe. She didn't shriek in pain like Neville did. But she was also no longer laughing. So mm. I think this mm. is the moment where... you your laugh.
0: Yeah. Mm. She's like, Bella oh, hurts.
2: Harry is feeling some feels right now. He came to play. <laughs> he came to play. Um, so she's not laughing, but she definitely... She still wants to give back to him, you know, like she's not going to really taunt in the baby voice, but she has a little bit. She's a little scared, just like I think I think just like caught off guard. Um, so Harry dodged. What was that? I said surprise. <laughs>
0: Is she scared of Voldemort right now?
2: Not yet, no. but she's about to be. not yet I was going
1: to say something wholly inappropriate well thank you for referring
2: why are you drinking that you don't like it
1: yeah but I don't want to be wasteful
2: (laughs) okay Harry dodged back behind the fountain mostly because I think he could read the room and be like she mad I need to hide so she countered (laughs) the spell to him um And it hit the wizard's head from the fountain, and the head was blown off and landed 20 feet away. She then yells to him. Never used an unforgivable curse before, have you, boy? She is no longer using that mock baby voice. Mm Mm-hmm. You need to mean them, Potter. You need to really want to cause pain, to enjoy it. Righteous anger won't hurt me for long. I'll show you how it's done, shall I? I'll give you a lesson. So Harry had been edging around the fountain on the other side at this point, and he she screamed Crucio and he ducked down again as now the centaur's arm spun off and landed with a crash on the floor a short distance from the golden wizard's head. Potter, you cannot win against me. He could hear her moving to the right to try to get a clear shot of him, but he backed around the statue away from her, now crouching behind the centaur's legs, his head level with the house elf's head. Um, okay, so this is where Bellatrix's little Hufflepuff side comes out. Excuse me, and she goes. <laughs> Excuse me, I was what? and am oh. the Dark Lord's most loyal servant. Get out. Uh. I learned the dark arts from him, and I know spells <laughs> of such power that you pathetic little boy could never hope to compete. Girl, she's totes a puff. Anyway, here oh, yeah. oh, yeah. go. <laughs>
0: Okay, okay that's too
2: far how we're many gonna, are how many we're gonna fight about this on on the uh combos today on the felix files <laughs> i oh, mean we're, why? i'm coming you think fight she,
1: wait wait hold wait, wait, on wait i thought you were joking you oh said no she she serious. She's, yes. she's serious she's <gasps> serious she isn't she in slytherin yeah yes
2: mm, debatable okay
0: Megan.
3: What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know sarah what? i
2: know do I know. You just
0: not want your I like in your what house, Vinny said.
2: Going I like what Vinny said. She's only in Slytherin because she wants to be. I mean, that's Harry Potter with Gryffindor, so. Right.
1: Wait. 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 <laughs>
2: wait
0: wait i mean i i i'm sorry do we need to do a poll on the internet hold on but i can totally see her as a hufflepuff i mean Thank i kind can too but she's not she's, a she's not but i can it. see her that way
1: i guess it like so what are hufflepuff traits loyal hardworking. i mean can you f- say that she's not
0: either of those no you cannot
1: self-indulgent
0: are, is that a Hufflepuff trait? Totally. I need
3: everyone to read what Carolyn said. I don't know if I can actually read it on the podcast,
0: but... Uh,
1: perks of <laughs> <me laughs> in <a> discord. <laughs> <laughs> well, they both serve I mean, the Dark I Lord.
0: Mean, they Carolyn, you I gotta mean, do what you gotta do. Here's the know? thing.
2: It can be canon. It can be canon that she's Slytherin, but like I said... She's in right. Slytherin because she wants to be in Slytherin.
1: Wait, would you, so would you say her second house is, is Hufflepuff? I
2: think that realistically she was placed in Hufflepuff, but she said, I want to be and in the, Slytherin. And the
1: hat said, uh, not she's Slytherin. She's cunning, though, and ambitious when sure. it comes to her dark lord and savior. But what does she know?
2: value? Her loyalty <laughs> to Voldemort or what her is, cunning? She's obsessed with Voldemort's power. She's loyal to Voldemort. Can we save this your conversation? List. Yes, we're saving it.
0: No, this is because get ready, because that's coming up. You know? I mean, Vinny, yeah, excuse but
3: like, me? I don't know, man. I don't know. Vinny,
1: just write your little thesis I on think, this. I think here's <laughs> the thing here's the thing about, um, like, uh, not even just. With her being like gullible or whatever, I think they're just very arrogant. I think she's very arrogant. I think Voldemort's very arrogant. I think there's a huge downfall. The two of little both peas in a pod, in a um, very dangerous that they're pod. They're so. And honestly, we talked about that on Panama transmissions because there are some people on the light side that are so arrogant that it gets them killed. hey
0: How about that? How about it? All right, let's save this for the Felix file on good old Bella. Things got extreme. <laughs>
1: Vinny. Vinny's sorry, just trying sorry. to protect his house. Y'all have. No! All, every. 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 No. Shh. Alana is trying to sleep. death <laughs> dude and dudette. Every. Megan. Bad only because they want to be. It's, it's only every, because they no, want to no, be. They every bad person be. ever that has gone through Hogwarts is a Slytherin. Because Facts. they've decided that that's
2: their house. There's, There's been no bad
1: who's... people in what any other house. <laughs> <ever>. Katie! Katie! <laughs> I heard you! I heard you! What'd you uh, say, Katie? Katie tried to do a quote and then
0: <laughs> forgot the rest of
3: it. I did, I did. <laughs>
0: she goes, She was so hard into this like quote acting and acting. <laughs> she has, I, so I I also, it. And then she stops and is like, Wait, what is this? <laughs> i love that
1: no one's correcting me (laughs) me saying that there's been no bad people in any other house when like there's peter pettigrew you got gilderoy like gilderoy we gotta talk about this
0: later can we for the love of all that's good in this world let megan continue the
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right so harry yells stupefy But Bellatrix reacts so fast with Protego that Harry barely has time to duck again because his own stunning spell was bounced back toward him and he again scrambled to get back behind the fountain and one of the goblins' ears now flew across the room. Bellatrix, Potter, I'm going (laughs) to give you one chance. Give me the prophecy, roll it out toward me now, and I may spare your life. Well,
1: You can't kill him because of the protection from willy right (laughs) stoop kids afraid to leave his stoop am i right
2: am i right (laughs) harry again is back to his roaring that he's done a lot this evening he's embracing his lion he's embracing his lion and goes well you're gonna have to kill me because it's gone and at that moment, that's a Gryffindor thing to do. Prophecy. Death. Definitely. That is a taunt of all taunts. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I am here for it.
1: I am too, though. Like, that would be me. I'd be like, go ahead and kill
0: me. I don't care. Because right. you're not going to get what you want. I don't
1: think Harry cares at this point. In at time. this point?
0: No. Remember? Nothing mattered to him. This is you.
1: No. Oh, no, no. Oh, nay, nay. <laughs> oh, nay, nay. oh, nay, nay. Harry nay. wanted that.
0: And I said, oh, nay, nay. I should say, not,
1: he doesn't want to die, but he's not afraid to at this point in time. No. he's like, go ahead. I he's, got nothing left.
2: Yeah, he does. He feels like, like that. So at that moment, pain sears across his forehead. His scar is literally on fire, and he feels a surge of fury that is not his own.
1: This scar is on fire. <laughs>
2: uh, Harry adds... And he knows with a mad laugh to match Bellatrix's, again, total Gryffindor move here, adding more taunts. Um, your dear old mate Voldemort knows it's gone. He's not going to be happy with you, is he? And Harry is really pushing her here. Uh, pushing the Bella button. It's, I'm here for this. Yeah, it's brave. <clears throat> it's pretty stupid, but it's Harry. Yeah. So, you, you know. You know what,
1: though? Honestly, that would be me. I like when I'm fighting with someone, this is not a kind thing to do. So don't be like me. Um, I love taunting people to the point where I will say things that might not necessarily even be true, but I know they're going to hurt you. You're mean. I know. Well, I don't really do it anymore, but I have in my past when I was young and immature
3: in Um, my past, (laughs) in my
1: past, (laughs) in my past, I've grown genuinely I've grown up, but I for sure would be like Harry and just would be like, yeah, he's not going to be happy. What's he going to do to you? because it's yeah, your trying fault to trying to turn it now he's, mm-hmm. he's like trying
2: to turn it to put the focus on her to tell her sh- that they screwed up now mm-hmm. at this point this is on the death eaters they screwed up they did not complete the mission that voldemort put out for them and she is the one that is going to suffer here um so what do you think voldemort was like this whole time
1: what do you think he was yeah getting a pedicure <clears throat> we know that's not uh, true nah, no, sweet. <laughs> we don't know though he, he was, was biding his time, we his, time his time somewhere don't he
2: don't was biding his time somewhere year. for a message
1: what kind of shoes is he, he wearing was, he was having a nice dinner with Nagini <laughs> Ew. planning his plans, thinking his thoughts he's, he's just thinking, make a, stroll. is I'm he living at Melboy Manor right
0: now uh, well I was wondering I don't because remember he, I know, we all know he stays I there I think he
1: is I bet you he is because he's there during. Because okay, so let's talk about. Is he Draco there Malfoy. during? Oh, he, does. Draco Malfoy he have he has the dark mark right? Does he yeah. get the dark mark before school starts, or does he get it like
0: Christmas? Break? He shows it on the train. Yeah, it's before school, school. Okay. starts.
1: I didn't. I, well, I'm so used to the movie so he, that he doesn't. He gets show it in, in the, the summer. Movie,
0: but, he gets it in the summer. So I would yeah. guess
1: that Voldemort's shacking up at Malfoy Manor, and that's why Bellatrix is always. See, know,
0: I wonder about sliding into the house. Uh, into those DMs. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I I wonder about that sometimes because, like, it's weird because he talks in... I think it's I think it's literally the first chapter in Deathly Hollows where he's, like, talking to Malfoy Sr. Like, you don't seem to be happy with, you know, me staying here. So it sounded new, which is why I asked.
1: I mean, I think maybe because, like... I don't this, know where at, else he well, would be, though. At this though. point in time, like, you see that, like, going into this and... The leader of this group of death eaters right now is Lucius. He's the one in charge. So right now he's living life. He's probably graciously welcomed Voldemort into his home because he's like, Where's Bellatrix That's right?
0: Live? Huh? Where's Bellatrix live? I think, I think at, at Malfoy Manor. House.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Well, I don't know. I thought she had her own home, but Maybe I she doesn't because she has well, been in, she was in Azkaban, Azkaban for a long for forever. Time.
2: So that's why I always assumed she was. Yeah, but the but because like she, she was Sirius there in the seven still, you know what yeah. I mean?
1: So maybe the, maybe the Lestrange have their own manner.
2: But but like, why would she have been there in seven? Just like hanging out with like the I, Well, yeah, You know, one why? One you know, that, why. What
1: Tiffany is inferring. But also because I think that's like the hub. Like, it's almost like they don't have control over their house anymore and maybe that's part of the reason why because for so long like lucius has been like the big man on campus and he's not only like the head of his house because obviously he's like the father figure but he's also like top dog of uh Voldemort's death eaters and then he fails him right and then he gets knocked down peg so like not only is he like He's lost. His son probably doesn't have any respect for him anymore, but also like neither does Voldemort and he's punishing him. And he's going to be like, yeah, your once like private house is now like a death eater. Like this is our meeting house. Like headquarters. He, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And he probably doesn't care for that. Well, maybe, I'm sure.
1: Cause let's be honest.
0: Well, after all this, re- after this, their relationship completely changes correct. between Voldemort. Well, relationship, I yeah. say is a relative term with Voldemort and anybody um with uh luscious but but think
1: about how like all of these death eaters are probably going to not be like they're probably gonna like (laughs) like um pick at lucius and being like make snide comments towards him after he is out of azkaban the second time or whatever he hasn't gone to azkaban yet has he who lucius
0: no he goes after this
1: Yeah. So when he gets out, they're probably like, we'll make because that's I feel like that's the types of people they would be to make. (gasps) So you're telling
0: me that if Voldemort is staying at Malfoy Manor and Lucius is in Azkaban, it's Narcissa and Bellatrix and Bellatrix's husband and Voldemort, but I don't think I
1: don't think Rodolphus is there. Where the I, would assume, heck is I, I assume they have their own Rodolphus? house. I would assume that Rodolphus Sarah, and Rava are living in their own manor, Yes,
2: I would assume that the Lestrange, <laughs> the Lestrange Manor, whatever you want to call it, cannot be in their possession anymore at this point because of the fact that they went to Azkaban for forever, and I'm sure that they had to. But give serious. something to the well, that place is hidden to the Longbottom family thing. potentially as damages right. to what if because they tortured them. I
1: don't, does, them. What if, what I don't think I just has think a cute granny, little flat. I don't think Granny London. Longbottom would want it. She'd be like, keep but the. I'm not saying, but I'm not
2: saying yeah. that she has their house, but like it could have. It probably got like sold off to give them the money to do what. Yeah.
1: I think that they have connections. I mean, like think about their own
2: home. Think about situations in real life where people are. Lo- like, look at. The Lestrange's
0: vault was full of treasure and yeah. gold.
2: Yeah, I don't think that. They don't need no money. I don't think that they own their house anymore. Is my thought. I I personally think they do. Because,
1: like, I think that's like extra, extra, like it's like. He know, like he knows what his wife is doing, and obviously they were not a love match. We know this. They were an arranged marriage kind of thing, where like two pure bloods getting together to crew to whatever. I would, I don't know. I don't. I I think it's one thing to like. I just think it's weird the living situation. Well, obviously, can you imagine? Thing is weird. Can you
0: picture me this? Close your eyes. Close your eyes,
1: everyone. Close your eyes. Shh. I'm sorry. I'm seeing Hamilton. Close your eyes. Check that off on your bingo. Discord. Card. Close your eyes.
0: <laughs> I want you to imagine. I don't want to you're Narcissa. This. No, be quiet and let me talk. I don't like this imagination. I think this is great. I, you're Narcissa. You wake up. You're in your big old bed. I'm sure it's like got some kind of canopy, you know. Princessy. Your husband's in jail. You don't think this is your bed? Be quiet. <laughs> Princessy as in like a canopy. I don't think... Will you just close man? your eyes I'm and sorry. shut your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> so so you wake up... What if they wanted to slay bed? I'm going to turn her mic off. You wake of up, you put on your slippers and your robe, you go downstairs. <laughs> Voldemort's eating <laughs> you cereal. You go. You go <laughs> to make breakfast.
1: Well, she's not making breakfast. And
0: Voldemort is at the table eating cinnamon toast... Shrimp tails. <laughs> 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 no, no, how how gross feet up on the table. How do you scramble an egg with the Dark Lord back there and his feet all, looking like she's that? She's not making her own food. Second of <laughs> Who's all, they, uh, well, she, what house elf do they have? They don't, they have, don't have, one. have one anymore. But
1: here's my thing To me, in my head canon, it makes no sense to have one house elf for one house.
0: I'm telling you, there's no other house elf there.
2: We would have seen proof. it. We would have seen it in 7,
1: not necessarily. I think so. I disagree. Well, you, can you think that they all wouldn't
2: you, you think that they wouldn't make the house elf go and do that stuff that they were making Peter do?
1: Yeah. I think that they were punishing him personally because they don't like him and they well, know that sure. he's a rat and he's a snitch well he punished himself so they're so. like we have house elves that could do this but we're gonna make you do it i don't which think to house them, house them house. is a worse punishment no there's no disagree i disagree with y'all Good. i also think that with um, y'all
0: or me and megan katherine hasn't said much <laughs> as per usual <laughs> we i think
1: <laughs> sometimes house forget house. because she doesn't have a tattoo that Narcissa agrees with her husband.
2: Yeah. Like oh no, I yeah, I know. She
1: full on racist loves pure bloods, hates Mongols. We're not borns, debating that. All of these things. We so know. I don't think she I think she also sees it as like a sign of like um uh not respect, like a sign of like, ooh, like we have Voldemort living with us. Even like with Lucius gone, she's like still thinking, like, well, we're still like you know, top dog kind of thing.
0: Top that. (laughs) Top that. All right, let's go. We got to go back. Did you know that Blake
1: Lively's sister is the teen witch in that movie?
2: You just made my day. (sighs) Thank you. You're welcome. Megan, take her away. Bellatrix at this point now sounds scared because she's questioning now if the prophecy really is gone. So she says, what? What do you mean? And then Harry responds, the prophecy smashed when I was trying to get Neville up the steps. What do you think Voldemort will say about that then? And the pain in his head was getting worse. It was searing and burning on his scar and it was making his eyes stream. Liar, she shrieked. But she was definitely even more scared now and Mm -hmm. angry. Because I Mm -hmm. think because of how nonchalantly Harry said that, deep down she knew it was not a lie.
0: Well, because she knows about some sort of a connection between them correct
2: you've got it potter and you will give it to me accio prophecy accio prophecy and harry laughed again at her which oh man he's just that would be me he's counting the seconds of his life here um because he knew that it would incense her the pain in his forehead at that point was so bad that he thought that his skull would burst he waved his empty hand from behind the one-eared goblin, which to me is a really funny, like, hey. <laughs> I know, it's just, like, a really funny picture of, like, him, like, waving his arm behind this, like, fountain. Anyway, it made me laugh. In a in a chapter of intenseness, it made me laugh. Um hmm. So he is, I lost my spot here. Okay, he waved his empty hand from behind the one eared goblin and withdrew it quickly because she threw another jet of green, AKA Avada, at him. Nothing there, nothing to summon. It smashed and nobody heard what it said. Tell your boss that. I love it. I love it. So Bellatrix is frantic, like genuinely frantic. And like, what do you think Voldemort did after this battle? Remember how angry he was after Gringotts, and how he just like slayed all those goblins. Like, yeah, I would all those equate <laughs> his anger there probably to his anger here. I'm thinking yeah. it is very close to the same. Um,
1: but I don't think he's willing to kill his own people because he needs people on his side. Agreed.
0: No, he's just torturing. He killed the goblins because they were goblins. Yeah, yeah.
1: He doesn't care about them,
2: for sure. So um, on the for real, for real,
1: (laughs) we're terrible.
2: She is screaming now. No, it isn't true. You're lying. Master, I tried. I tried. Do not punish me. Uh, And you can see here whenever you're reading it, the way that the author wrote this out. So she is frantic saying, no, it isn't true. You're lying. And then all of a sudden, the way that she's speaking changes and it goes to all capital letters. Master, I tried. I tried. Do not punish me because she know that he's there. No, I think she saw him. Mhm. Oh, Cuz Harry's she's behind. Him. <laughs> she's statues, got huh? eyes. Oh, okay. She saw no. so so she's focused on Harry and then all of a sudden she sees that Voldemort is now oh, there she and she saw she, some she starts begging him basically please do not hurt me, do not punish me. So do you me. think
0: that she's saying this because maybe she's been tortured by him before or she's yeah. watched yeah. others be tortured by him?
2: Which one? I I would or think both both. For sure, I think both. What would she have done to be tortured by him previously, though? Not done something fast enough. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I'm not sure
0: at this point. I mean, maybe after this, she would have been tortured. I can't think of anything because at, th- oh. at this point, she's that loyal servant that served that time in Azkaban that broke out and returned to him, and is now working for him. So but we also would she have ha- we also know, aren't but-
2: sure of her um her pathway to. Her position within the Death Eaters, you know, so like, what did she do or not do correctly or correctly leading up to her first arrest?
1: Honestly, I don't really see Voldemort as the type of person like, okay, you did me wrong today, so I'm going to torture you. I think it's just going to be like,
0: you know what, I'm in a really foul mood and you're here. I feel like he didn't take my anger out. on. I mean, I'm going to headcanon this, obviously, because I have no evidence either way. Um, (laughs) I feel like she only watched other people get tortured. I don't think she's done anything yet. I, I mean, after this.
1: I don't know. She's screaming, man. Kayla Dawn in the
3: chat says her torture isn't something like Crucio. It's distrust and disappointment, which I think for her would be. Worse mm-hmm. from this dude that she's obsessed with and infatuated punishment
0: with though. Think, punishment
1: though punishment. Think about how bad it is when you like, like when you were a kid and you did something and you were t- like, I, at least I can say for me, it'd be one thing for my parents to be really mad at me about something, but when they told me like I'm so disappointed in you, like that crushed my whole life. So, yeah. You know what I mean? So like with her, she's so infatuated and in love with Voldemort that I personally think his him being displeased with her is enough to like have her scared but also i do think that he has tortured her Mm. but it might not be like again then the um uh, yeah well yeah so yes i think both (laughs) (laughs)
0: long story long story short short, katie you had your hand up did you speak
2: I did. She did. Okay, I'm just making sure. Thanks for paying attention.
0: No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Is what Katie's really thinking. Oh my god! I no, didn't talk I, about punishment. No.
2: <laughs> I feel like every time I like go over there, poor little hands up, and then she never gets to talk.
3: <laughs> my poor just little tell hand. To poor little hand. Um, I'll just start doing this. Do no it. one even saw,
2: did they? I'm I trying to it? find my place in these <laughs> notes because I keep getting interrupted, but in a good and for good reason. Okay, let's see. Um, okay, so Harry yelled and his face was screwed up from the pain that was more terrible now than ever. Don't waste your breath. He can't hear, hear you from here. Can't I, Potter? Oh. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright then, if it's that's what's high, happening today. <laughs> it's high and cold and you went low and you gotta be. You gotta be like the puffs. <laughs> can't <version>. I, <laughs> Potter? Jeez.
1: <laughs> getting shushed you better
2: shush. this mama bear attacks so I said can't but, I, but this part gives me chills how it's just like he comes out of nowhere can't I so his description is tall thin and black hooded his terrible snake like face white and gaunt his scarlet oh, slit pupiled eyes staring Lord Voldemort had appeared in the middle of the hall, his wand pointing at Harry, who stood frozen, quite unable to move.
0: Spell or fear?
2: Fear. Fear. Fear.
0: Sphere. <laughs> Sphere. Sphere. <laughs> fear. uh. uh here's kind of spell fear. Here's something I want to point out, because the movies didn't do it, and I feel like we all forget it. His pupils are slits. Yeah. Like
2: a snake. I know. It freaks me out
0: don't forget that and they're red
2: so you smashed my prophecy no bella he is not lying i love how he calls her bella Ooh. you know why i see the truth looking at me from within his worthless mind so in my mind here he is Legilim- doing legitimacy yeah voldemort, voldemort. voldemort what
1: do you see I, I see, see a lying face looking at me. No prophecy, looking lying at me. face, lying face. What do you see? Are you okay? No, All I'm right. never okay. Just
2: so he continues <laughs> and says, "Months of preparation, months of effort, and my Death Eaters have let Harry Potter thwart me again."
3: Ooh, maybe you shouldn't be he... lazy. And do the work yourself.
2: Well, you're what not if. wrong, but he okay. is so, so angry.
0: We have to talk about something, and yes. I think I'm going to be stirring some pots, and I don't know how people are going to react to this. You stir you that cauldron. spoon?
1: Do you want a spoon? Do you want a, a ladle? What, what do you want to... What... I want a ladle, honey. You want to see a ladle?
0: I want one of those big spoons people hang on the walls for decoration. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you want a
1: baking spoon?
0: You want a haggard spoon?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany's face. <laughs> <It's like> <laughs> <laughs> spoon. My spoon is too big. Stir it, Tiffany. Sorry.
0: An or, <laughs> Brandon. I, I don't know what happened with you to make you this way. <laughs> no, okay. thirty almost
1: thirty-one years ago, I was born, and then I'm here now.
0: Let's talk about the prophecy for a second. So, all his months of preparation, months of effort. The book that I'm reading, um, I'm actually done with it. I'm just reading like the little extras in the back. Um, so, the author of the 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 Dumbledore book which takes an incredible deep dive. Do you into... want to tell
1: the name of it? So people that are listening can,
0: I mean, you look on Amazon, it says Dumbledore. It's like I... Dumbledore, the life and, but something it's, it's of the from Muggle
1: right? Like they're the ones that um, are in like conjunction with them. Dumbledore, correct?
0: the life and lies of Hogwarts renowned headmaster An unofficial exploration by urban Kate's Um, but yes, it was, it's a Muggle net thing. Um, so, so essentially, what does this prophecy actually say that is of epic information that changes things? He already knows part of it, right? Wait. So basically, what the author was saying with this prophecy is this is Dumbledore biding time. Even the Order of the Phoenix didn't know what the prophecy was. They were under the impression that it was a quote-unquote weapon. Um, so basically, this prophecy being destroyed was kind of a moot point. It was worthless. This was a wild goose chase in order for Dumbledore to gain extra time in one Harry's life because he knows what's going to happen or what has to happen eventually. And he gets more time to explore his theories about Horcruxes ever since Chamber of Secrets and destroying that one. And so basically the this whole prophecy, this whole year was a distraction for Voldemort to keep him busy, to, to, To make him go after something that really it didn't it didn't matter either way, whether he heard it or not, because he had already heard it. What do you think about that? Because when I read that, I was like, it makes sense because he does it multiple times to him.
1: I had always thought that, like, because he already knew. So, yeah, like, it makes sense. It makes sense for. um it makes sense for like what what Voldemort's searching for right now is like the knowledge to like he's gonna find out what he needs to know when really like the prophecy's not telling you anything um, kind of thing almost not that it's not telling you anything but it's not really telling you like what it's not telling you, need you anything to do. new yeah so like I I think that makes sense it I might... don't like it's not to me like that's not groundbreaking that they're telling us like
2: It makes it makes a lot of of sense. Yeah, I I agree that it's not surprising. It's not necessarily something I thought about, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely something that I can be like, yeah, I agree with that. That's that makes a lot of sense.
0: Like, I really need everybody to read this book because it's do
1: you do you need us to read
0: that book? (laughs) Yes, Hmm? Hmm? I do. It is so incredibly good.
1: If you don't care about me reading one of your books, I'll read it after you, but you might be persnickety like my sister is
0: i sat on the covers though
1: she just literally my sister <laughs> when you read Fine. paperback books she doesn't like when you put the book down and the cover flips up and i don't know how to read a, a paperback book that it doesn't do that so i have to like strategically like painfully hold a book when i whatever so
0: reading i'm not so i'm trying to explain this properly and i'll that book is one of the things that we're definitely going to cover. Um, I, it wasn't as if he didn't plant that prophecy or anything like that. That had already been done. He used the prophecy as a uh, bait. Obviously, this is like headcanon stuff because we don't know. Um, But
1: it makes so much sense that he like kind of hyped it up to be like, yeah, I mean, and he let let that leap. And and the thing
0: is, is we all know that Dumbledore is all about secrets, right? And, And keeping everything really close to the chest. And like I said, the Order of the Phoenix didn't know and they were willing to die for something that they didn't know well you can you can release the information to any anybody that would be willing to talk Snape for example could have relayed that information Dumbledore when his little double agent Dumbledore's talking about this weapon right that's how he thought it was a weapon the order of the phoenix thought it was a weapon it wasn't a weapon i mean knowledge is power yes but he already had the knowledge so Yeah i, just it was I really want to read that And i think uh I here's what I'll do. I'll um post a little bit to my Instagram once we're off of here. So if you go to my Instagram, I'll put a little bit of the book in the stories. I'm not going to put it all because that's not fair to the author, um, but I'll, I'll put a little bit of that. And. I'm excited to, to see what you think, because I don't think I explained it as well as the author did, but it, it definitely makes complete sense in my head.
2: So we're done. (sighs) All right. Lightning bolt round. Let me pull some questions here. All right. So (laughs) lightning bolt round. First question is from Vinny. Are we surprised? (laughs) Narratively speaking, why do you think the author decided to kill Sirius that way? Was it to make the reader to feel like Harry did with such a sudden death?
0: Uh... That that particular way, um, I don't know. I think there's um, there's a finality in the way. I think also maybe to show that there are other ways in the wizarding world to proceed to the afterlife. I don't know. Yes. I'm not sure. Truthfully, I don't know. But yeah. but but sometimes there is no body, like we see that with mm-hmm. Moody. We don't know what happened with his body. I but think even that in real the, life
1: you know sometimes yeah just don't sometimes, get answers
2: yeah
0: and that's just that's
1: just unfortunately
2: life. yeah yeah I think that the build up of um seeing the dais earlier in the the chapter last chapter as well like building it up and like explaining to us how Harry, Luna Jenny, Neville can hear things from it Harry and Ron I'm not Harry oh my gosh Ron and Hermione don't like All of the mystery behind it. And obviously this was done because she was writing up to the fact that Sirius would die in the veil. But I think that learning and seeing all of those things leading up to the dais, it was painfully obvious that someone was going to go that way. But we just didn't know who. Yes, Sarah.
1: So... I mentioned this to Tiffany and this has kind of nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I didn't mention it when we were doing our Felix files on the mystery turn of mysteries. I was going to call the mystery Mm -hmm. halls, but I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if, because wizards think that they're better than muggles, if they were studying these things because they wanted to get an answer that muggles don't have because i think that that what they're trying to um study down there are like almost unanswerable that they're like well if we study this and we learn things like then that's really gonna give us an edge over muggles
0: yeah i can see that i also like the the oldness of it Mm. Mm -hmm. the old magic you know what i mean because sure. clearly magic has changed over the years, and I just like it's crude.
1: Did did the house founders? I don't know why I said it like that, the Hogwarts founders, did they use wands? Have they always used wands? Because we know the school in Uganda, they don't use wands, correct? Mm-hmm. I feel right. like that's
0: like a where you're at in the world kind of thing. Like but maybe like a- somebody created a wand. And then that's just what they've always done. And then the people in Uganda just yeah. never had them. I agree. And but so I'm they also channeled thinking it a like way. With
1: technology, you know what I mean? Like it's evolved. So like has magic evolved into like you have to now. You don't have to use a wand, but um.
0: I think it might be. I think it's. Sh- I don't know. I feel like the wizards and witches in Uganda might be more powerful. They don't need an instrument other than yeah. themselves. You're
2: that not shows one. power. Yeah. Yeah. There's for sure. I
1: Think about sometimes
2: a good thought. Katie, do you have any thoughts?
0: Oh, that's a good question, Mia. The difference in uh Hogwarts founding and Ollivanders founding. We know oh. the date of Ollivanders and we know the date of Hogwarts.
2: Was the reader, was it to make oh. the reader feel like Harry did? I don't know. It just makes oh, me sad.
3: The whole thing. I don't know what the purpose of it was except Harry losing someone really important to him and now he's like isolated and feels alone and
2: I don't know. I do think that Sirius's death was integral in his preparation for Deathly Hallows, though. Like, like, I don't think that he would have been as prepared for what he had to do had Sirius still been in his life.
3: I agree with that. It's just it sucks, you know, like. For sure. You understand why certain deaths happen and why certain things happen. But it's never like I'm never going to be like,
2: yeah, it was perfect. Right. (laughs) You know, Mm. sucks. Um, Kendra asks if you could personally play one character in the Harry Potter films, which character would you play best? Um, probably Hermione.
0: Um, Hagrid. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. (laughs) I'm going to go, I'm going to do another one.
1: If I'm being honest, I would love if I was like, Portraying them in a film or TV series or something, I would love to be on the not nice. I was gonna style. say Bellatrix. Yeah, yeah. Bellatrix That'd would be really cool to be fun baddie. to play. I'd play yeah. a baddie for sure.
0: I'd
2: play Crookshanks. Millicent Bulstrode. <laughs> Crookshanks. Of course, you would. <laughs> I also think that I could enjoy being Tonks. Oh yeah, mm. for sure um let's see next question i make a good narcissa too i think narcissa yeah. could be fun yeah
1: i want to i'll see th- the actress that played her almost played bellatorx but yeah she was pregnant. then she
2: got yeah she was pregnant i read that the other day actually can you crazy. imagine anyone but helena bottom carter though no, like, no, I just think it all so happened perfect. like the way it's supposed to yeah yes, yeah I like this question. Go ahead. Hold on. We
3: got timeline. I am
1: not an intelligent human being. So according to the Internet. Why do you say that? Yes, you are. Yeah. I don't know what these things mean, though. So when I Googled when (laughs) Alavanders was founded, it said 382 B.C. And then Hogwarts was founded uh, in the 10th century. And I don't know what the difference is. Is B.C. like way before? Or I'm assuming is there BC? What's the other one like A something? So it was AD. like AD. AD. So so AD's first, right? And no, then it's BC. BC is first. No, AD's uh,
0: after death. So see, BC's before. Look at that! I don't Christ. even
1: remember. It's been a long, long time since I've been in school. So, Alabanders is significantly older than
2: Hogwarts. Yeah, because
0: because the tenth century the is nine hundred one AD, AD Hogwarts. but I like, will, was there A D.
2: Before Hogwarts. Me, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't not. think so.
1: I think they were kind of like homeschooling, and maybe f- f- I think you just, just like kind like of passed to down my, the magical um,
3: craft. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, my um little timey-wimey, wibbly wymy. So what year
0: was uh? Ollivanders. I'm sorry. Four thirty two, three eighty two. Oh, three
1: 382. <laughs> 382 BC. I was close. I'm gonna write that in my little timeline. Ollivanders was founded. And that's according to the book in 382 BC. Because really, like for the longest since I've made this, like the very first thing on my timeline was Hogwarts founding. But here's like it said sometime in the 10th century, and then I have like 900 to t- like a 10 or 1000 um, AD. So, far. and Ignatius Peveril was born on July 12th, 1214. He was actually he born died. on
3: March 29th. 2012.
1: Yeah. Okay. But his My last cat. name's not Peverell, so he's th- you're lying to me. His name is Ignatius Peveril, Peveril, Peveril
2: Petrus.
1: Yeah, but that's not what Close. I said now, was it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he died May 19th, 20, t- 92. 1292. I don't know why I said 20. 20 y'all, he's still y'all among told us. Me <laughs> he was born in the 20s. <laughs> Ilver Morney was founded for anyone that cares in 1672. Okay. The statute of secrecy became a thing in 1692. So just, you know, some just a little
0: bit more about 382 B.C. It was part of the Gregorian calendar. Looking up more on that. I like this type of stuff.
1: Also, in case anybody cares. So we know Hogwarts has been founded for hundreds of years. Ilvermorny, 1672 um, Macuza's not was not created until 1693, and the Ministry of Magic was not founded until 1707. So there's that.
0: The Gregorian calendar is the calendar used in most of the world. It was introduced in October 1582 by Pope Gregory the Eighth as a minor modification to the Julian calendar, reducing the average year from 365. 0.25 days to 365.245 days. Okay, what? and adjusting—I know it's minuscule—and adjusting the drift in the tropical or solar year that the inaccuracy had caused during the intervening centuries. Um, it spaces leap years to make its average year 365.2425 days long. Um, interesting. I was wondering what age that is, though. Like, what year was, like, the Bronze Age or things like this? You know what I mean? I wonder. I wonder. I am. What is the Bronze Age? Well, It's It's
1: called Ravenclaw. It's earlier than the Bronze Age.
0: (laughs) What? It says earlier than the Bronze Age. Uh, Stone Age was...
1: The Bronze Age was... 31 BC 3100 to 300 BC That makes no sense to me (laughs) Maybe I need to go back to school Y'all
0: What does that even mean? Uh, I don't even know what it means What's BCE? (laughs) I don't (laughs) know Because
1: crackers Entice whatever
0: know. anyways moving on <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> before the common era
0: can we cut oh, all of I this out so only
1: patreon peeps know i knew that, that we are now i feel not... silly
0: it's a secular way to use be- See, somebody should just the internet should just say that like we're not saying well Christ i learned this is year what
1: we're that there's oop there's that um does... eastern standard time and then there the other time was like eastern something time like it's not the same thing like it's not always eastern
0: standard right time. you know, yeah. what I learned is that dogs <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't lay eggs
2: <laughs> I just want to know why Christianity is so freaking ingrained in everything everywhere you know, it actually they, kind of drives me insane they,
1: it's history man they it's killed the way, a lot of people to make it
0: that way they Megan. did indeed
2: um okay next this is an interesting question. Sam Gartley asks, of the characters mm-hmm. in this battle, whose perspective would you like to see beyond Harry's? Neville's. Ooh. Hmm.
1: Voldemort's. He's not even there.
2: But see, that's what I want to know. Where he is bond he? Bonds
1: and sipping on some expensive wine that doesn't juice. taste any different. <laughs>
0: Way better.
2: Is that the movie? my mind
1: and my money and my money and my mind. I, I, would, um, I would love and. I would like to know what Voldemort's
0: and- up to you this whole time.
1: What I would love and What do you think he's doing? Oh, sorry, Megan. No, it's okay.
0: I think that he was... I don't know. Sometimes I think he was at the ministry just, like, chilling. And sometimes I'm like, no. I,
2: I feel like he's the nearby ministry. the ministry, but not yeah, in the Yeah, but what is he doing? Ministry.
0: Lurking in the toilet? Like,
2: like, literally, I think they, he's just waiting. He's just, like, biting. Why can they time.
1: operate in? And he's in the atrium. Because they, they took it over. Have... Because they,
2: like, they, then I, why
1: not literally take it over because he doesn't yeah. need to
0: do things he's an important person so other people will get things done for him but like why Why? well he didn't want to enter the ministry because he didn't want to get got and he ended up doing but it anyway here's the thing that like people people
1: when he overthrew the ministry he wasn't the one running it no every day like he that's had people he in place that's why he didn't go
0: in there he was essentially the minister for magic anyway
1: correct why didn't he just do it now what's the difference
0: because it's not the right time for him
1: yeah, but like why?
0: Cuz he
2: needs a pedicure. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyways, Megan, who would whose perspective would you want to be? Jesus um, more too. I
2: would as much as I would not want to be in Remus's mind, I also would like to be in Remus's mind too. Oh man. To Remus just all down. You're bringing us all down.
0: Maybe he was at the lake. See the grief. Oh, read, read the grief,
2: read, read the grief, and understand his grief in this moment Megan. would be something. That's sad. Something it really is. sad. is yeah. what it would be.
0: What say ye?
3: I'm with Meg just because. I just I'm, have you know. I just have this connection him. with him.
2: even though it's really, really I sad.
1: Know how you feeling? I don't know. I want to know what's inside your mind.
2: I'll <gasps> well, have another question, please um aubrey asks do you think the department of mysteries always had that option to show you which door you wanted or do you think somehow the death eaters set it up that way i have think no idea i think it's if, like the room of requirement where like if you know you know if you don't mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. i do think that i think I like that it that. was always like that it was just um they had to figure it out yeah for sure and also maybe leaving is different than going like, Perhaps. like yeah. the Department of Mysteries is okay with you leaving, so just ask um, and they'll tell you where to leave. But getting in is another someone story.
1: Pointed out to me that majority, and I want to say like ninety nine percent of the time when I and I don't go to malls anymore, but because you know there's a panorama going on. But malls before, if you've ever gone into like a big mall, like or shopping center, like that has a lot of entrances, if you've noticed going into them. There's like a lot of, you never had to, you, there's usually never a lot of stop signs coming in, but there's a lot of stop signs going out because it's like they want you to come in, but they want to make it harder for you to leave. So I wonder if it's like the reverse of that, where like it's going to be hard to get in, but once you're in here, like we want you out. So like there's less obstacles leaving than mm-hmm. there's coming in. It's
2: bananas. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel the department is. Okay, last question comes from Brittany What do you think Voldemort's favorite breakfast is? <laughs> souls
1: burnt toast oh god burnt
2: toast <laughs> dry burnt toast probably raisin bran <gasps> i love raisin bran. no not raisin bran crunch regular old raisin there's bran there's still nothing wrong with raisin bran raisin you bran know what crunch i don't king. care for Hold like on, grape cream nuts. of wheat or
1: oatmeal oh great was nuts. the
2: question uh. what's voldemort's favorite breakfast also i love cream of wheat you crazy i feel like
1: genuinely i feel like there's a joke in there somewhere like What's Voldemort's favorite uh, cereal? Horror Crunch. <laughs> but um, uh, oh my gosh, um, Nagini flakes. <laughs> Ew, or Bella flakes. Grape nuts.
2: Yeah, Grape that's nuts what I said. Are that's freaking awful. Emma swore that stuff's the worst
1: <laughs> I've never eaten it because I'm not I actually I'm don't not mind a cereal <laughs>
2: eater <laughs> Ugh, my God, um, I until recent events like...
1: I don't again I I don't I don't eat a lot of cereal for breakfast but my cereal cereal of choice would have been a cinnamon, cinnamon toast crunch cinnamon <laughs>
0: toast <laughs> shrimp tail <laughs> yeah I um, think he
3: likes off brand Pop Tarts.
0: I think it's just soggy cereal, and then he lamps it up with a steak. If he tongue.
1: eats, if he eats Pop Tarts, they would be the um, unfrosted Pop Tarts, yeah, which definitely. are the worst. Yeah. Unfrosted Unless, brown sugar, <laughs> but no, no, no. The unfrosted brown sugar are not bad. Unfro- Get out! That's the only one that I'll eat unfrosted. unfrosted but all the other ones are horrible unfrosted. I mean,
0: I don't like Pop Tarts, so.
1: I love the cinnamons <sighs> ones, but I don't eat them. Like I don't buy cinnamons? them, so I don't
0: eat them. Cinnamon ones.
2: <laughs> Voldy Bits, cereal for Voldy. Yeah. Um, that's it. So, we had a bingo, and it went to Ravenclaw, so let's see who hey, won the house Yes! Cut. We are on a
1: freaking roll. Boo. Is this the fourth or fifth time in a roll that we've gotten uh, bingo? i so over, you guys.
3: Ugh,
2: Ravenclaw won again. Ravenclaw.
1: <laughs> I think it's the fourth <laughs> it's when sarah
3: wears was so March. close slytherin they was really knew. close
2: they knew
1: it's my freaking birthday of
2: course ravenclaw was gonna oh, win
1: whatever i'm wearing not only guys we need patrons. we need
2: more patrons from other houses besides ravenclaw no we don't, no, we don't. y'all
0: ravenclaw just mad bookie they're not as cool as us paying for extra stuff <laughs> about <Brand>. books <laughs> so on brand
1: I mean, I won't lie. I well, it's funny because today's April Fool's Day, so I actually had on a different Swish shirt to wear, and it's like, no, I have one from our old design of house shirts that's Hufflepuff, so I put that on because I'm like, oh, I'll be funny wearing a Hufflepuff shirt for va- April Fool's Day for, for Valentine's April, Day because <laughs> Alana's obsessed with it, so I put that on oh, instead. God. But I put my I have a um, Ravenclaw sweatshirt on top.
0: She's so cute. Like a couple of weeks ago, she crawled into bed with me and was like. Let's talk about Valentine's Day. And I was like, what are you talking about? So funny. She's so stinking cute. I
1: literally have to... I'm looking at candles. I don't need any. All
0: right, let's continue. Good job, Ravenclaw. Y'all, we won. Good job, Ravenclaw. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you for making sure that
1: I won. We won the House Cup on my birthday. I appreciate it. It's a good (sighs) birthday present.
2: My birthday is on May 16th, Slytherins. Let's make sure Ravenclaw wins. (laughs) Remember all right How, fan story katie fan story this is the longest episode ever that was supposed to be double this length <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Oof. all right this week's fan story
3: comes from laura fink hi swish and flick my name is laura fink and this is my Potter story my apologies if it's a little long laura do not apologize we love you for real I feel like compared to many listeners on this podcast, I was a little late to the series when I was in second grade in 2008. <sighs> Laura, you hurt me. You hurt me. Oh my God. I pretended to be sick to get out of school. So my mom gave me the first Harry Potter book to give me something to do. I had heard much about the series from my older brother and sister and had seen some of the movies a few times. So I was super excited to read something my brother and sister love so much and feel like a big kid. Fast forward a year later in third grade, I had finished all the books. I felt so proud of myself for reading books that were so long and difficult, at least for a nine-year-old, but my obsession didn't stop at my finishing the series. As hard as it is to remember now, we didn't have TV or movie streaming readily available to us, and seeing as the Harry Potter movies were the only DVDs we owned, I watched the movies innumerable, innumerable times. Now I feel like a nuisance to my friends whenever we watch them because I incessantly quote the dialogue as it's being said. I can't help myself. I totally understand that. (laughs) Besides the movies, I also reread the series too many times for me to count. I feel a little embarrassed to say I'm not much of a reader, but I always find myself reaching for these books. As As it's been said several times, there is simply something magical about these books that never stops pulling me in. During my senior year of high school, I decided to get the three miniature stars on the corner of each page in Harry Potter tattooed on both of my wrists. Hey, twinsies. (laughs) I figured it was appropriate because as tattoos are permanent and stick with you throughout your life, your entire life, Harry Potter has unfailingly been there for me in good times and bad these last 10 years or so, and I imagine that it will continue to do so for a very long time. I could not have known how true this would end up being in the upcoming year, which brings us to the present. I'm currently a freshman at Ohio State, and right what? right after I moved awesome. in in August two, 2018, I figured I might as well start rereading the books again. I was feeling nostalgic about my childhood as I had just moved out of my parents' house for the very first time. Not three days after I had picked up The Sorcerer's Stone, my mom happened to tell me about a Harry Potter podcast that started a reread at the very beginning of the books, which I coincidentally just started reading. Insert swish and flick. This podcast was perfect for me. Not only was it a place for me to nerd out about Harry Potter, I had something to occupy my mind while walking all across campus, which if anyone's been to Ohio State's campus, they can attest to the fact that it is simply huge. It is. Yes. <laughs> it is. Plus, <laughs> plus, I got to support my fellow Ohio peeps. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I-O. I-O. <laughs> not getting into too much detail. This podcast and Harry Potter became an immense help to me a month after I moved into college. I'm a shy introvert that already has trouble making friends, so when the only friend I had on campus dropped out due to mental health reasons, I felt absolutely devastated and completely alone, and seriously struggled with depression and my eating disorder. There were some days when the only people I had to listen to were you guys. Mm -hmm. It was so comforting to to hear your guys' voices through my headphones, like I had constant companions that I could always rely on to be there and laugh with. Things have gotten better in the past few months but from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for always giving me laughs and happiness and joy. Harry Potter is a constant in my life and you guys have found a way to bring even more insight and enjoyment out of a series I have watched and read a million times. This may seem like just a podcast to some people just like Harry Potter may seem like a book or movie series to others but there are both so much more to me, you guys spread only goodness, laughter, and inclusivity into the world, and for that, I am sincerely th- I sincerely thank you and I know mm-hmm. that this has nothing to do with Harry Potter, but I wanted to give a special thank you for being so open and about your support for the l g b t plus community. It may seem silly, but as I ad- identify as queer, it is so nice to know that I am accepted by this podcast family. You guys are so special and have helped me out so much. I cannot thank you enough for letting me share my story. And shout out to all my fellow Huffleclaws. This is a good Aww. story. That was an that excellent was story. story.
2: Thank you, Laura. Aww.
3: Laura, you clearly yes. rule. First of all, you seem to eat, sleep, breathe Harry Potter, just like the four of us do. <laughs>
2: um, also, your name is incredibly familiar to me, so I have seen you in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so thank you for being, like, such an active member of our community, and we just we you appreciate will. you, too. And for all the kind words. Like, yes. That was really sweet. It was. <laughs> yeah.
3: Thank you very much for being a part of our community and for being awesome. And now I'm going to follow this up with a really cheesy joke. Just for you, Laura. You couldn't do, do it. nothing else. Right? It? Right? <laughs> what cookies do they serve in the Hogwarts dining hall?
2: I don't know, Katie. What?
3: Fig Newton's commanders
0: <laughs> I wasn't even thinking anything like that. I was thinking troll in the dungeon. What can I do with troll?
1: <laughs>
0: Make
2: do sure that you follow it. your host. Wait,
1: I have a joke. Oh, okay, sorry. I have a serial joke. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have two. The first one is, what do zombies like? What do zombies that like cereal say?
2: Grains.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, that's great. Carolyn in the chat got it.
1: (laughs) Fruit Loops is putting marshmallows in their cereal like Lucky Charms. I guess two can play at that game.
0: Oh, that's good. (laughs) I like that. I like that a lot.
1: Thank you for the cereal jokes. Do you want to hear a funny? I don't want to, Who knows if it's funny? <laughs> but what brand of cereal is the strongest? Wheaties. Mini Wheats because they're shredded. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I
0: <was> think <laughs> I want
3: that on a shirt that I can work out with.
0: Please draw it like the old cheeseburger lady. Oh my God.
1: What is the number two serial on Asgard? Loki charms. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's mean. Oh,
1: oh, there's one about
0: Star Wars, but I won't read that. To you. Okay, let's just Megan
2: follow your up. hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. At the Petrus family. <laughs> Tiffany's yeah. on Twitter and Instagram at tiffswish underscore flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Ding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can follow me along with reading books.
3: Follow me along. <laughs>
1: follow,
0: me along. <laughs> follow me along.
3: Um Patronus curses. Follow me
0: along. Yes. As of this recording, I am rounding out my spring break. And I did a whole lot of not much. (laughs) I did a whole lot of laundry is what I did. But it's been nice to kind of just like chill and take a brain break from everything for a second. So that's been good. I've been doing side quests in Breath of the Wild and I've been getting... Korok Seeds, which has been a whole lot of fun. I finished the Terrytown side quest today, which pretty much took forever, like forever. But it was worth it because now Terrytown is all cute. And there was a wedding. <laughs> and I was involved. <laughs> Anyways, um, finishing up that Dumbledore book I talked about earlier. I'm just reading like some of the like back stuff. Um. at the end of the book what else are you reading court of thorns and somethings yeah the
1: first one whatever um, that is
0: so marty and i are going out of town this weekend just for like a couple of days by ourselves so i will be taking that book with me i'm at the end of seven so the trio just got into hogwarts so that's where i am with that and I'm lifting. I've been really sore the past few days, like really sore. Were
1: you lifting in the ministry? Is that what he heard? Yeah. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Were you that lifting door. up Bellatrix to get Yeah, to the I put her. Level. I
0: put her up there. Yeah. <laughs> I love you said that for sure. <laughs> and recording Padawan with Sasa, which was good no. today. We have some fun on that podcast. So I'm
1: excited to honestly move on to a new movie.
0: Yeah, so we've spent per near seven episodes on episode 1. But <laughs> really it's
1: only been cuz the first two Six. episodes were not so on five. the this one. Yeah.
0: So five. five. Well, well, well. there was one on episode 1 with uh the article we did.
1: Yeah, but and I don't really count that.
0: Anyways, we're ready for for some warring clones and attacking. Mm. I thought yeah. you said colognes. Oh no. But
1: they might be cloned.
3: I don't know. What
2: do you put clone like? on? What do you think clones smell like? Metal. They smell like no. new Apple products. <laughs> I was thinking that. That's <laughs> yeah, weird. Like, no, there's,
1: <laughs> there's bodies inside
2: the armor. They right? They
1: smell like axe. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't watched the clone. Well, no, we haven't watched the clone. No,
0: ones. we we are we're going to Attack the Clones next. Yeah.
1: We're doing those Um, first. But I
0: did watch uh, the Clone Wars movie, which I thought was very good. I have not watched
1: it. I don't know how I feel about animated things.
0: Uh, Sometimes uh, I find it difficult, but (laughs) it is what it is. Uh, Not the series yet. No, we're going to go through the main movies first. Yeah. And then, you know, we might dive into books. We have a whole world open to us with. uh, with Although really
1: the episode that's coming out this weekend, I talked. Way too much about Master and Apprentice, which
0: I just finished, so. We should probably just do that.
1: Just, just read Master and Apprentice. Just kidding. I have no idea what you said to make Antirion. We should just read
0: Master and Apprentice. That's I fine. did. No, I mean like on the pod. But it is what it is. Anyways, we're having fun. And that's me.
2: Um, I am honestly extremely busy with Fairy Tale Journeys by Megan. Like, I want to thank so many of our listeners who have reached out to me. Um, And I want to thank people who've reached out to me who like don't even understand what using a travel agent is and just wanting to support me and like learn more about using one just by reaching out to me. Um, It has been so much fun to quote and plan vacations for a bunch of you guys. I am, I think officially getting into a groove with it. Travel is like, majorly picking up for this summer there. Yeah, like it's just it's just getting there's a lot of bookings happening. So again, if anybody wants any help planning a trip to Walt Disney World Universal Studios, they've even released more itineraries for Disney Cruise Line whenever those start sailing, which will probably be later this year, but mostly 2022 um, I can book Disney all the way out through next July. So just keep that in mind. Um, if you are, if you want to plan a vacation, it is super simple to get started. And, um, I would appreciate the support. You can find me on Instagram at FTJ by Megan. Um, right. Is it just f t j by Megan on Instagram? I think it is, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm like questioning my email I love that is f t your handle it's because <laughs> okay f t j by megan petrus at gmail.com is my email if you want to just send me an email. you can also just send me a facebook message just like tell me that you're reaching out for fairy tale journeys. I'm checking right now what my instagram handle is it's f t j by megan um Disney will probably open for the second half of 2022 in a couple of weeks, in my opinion. I think it's going to. I think it'll be soonish that they'll open that up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for you know what else? I'm just so excited because for the first time in over a year, our schedule is filling up with like plans and I'm so happy that we have plans. Aren't we? <laughs> like, I could great. cry about it. Oh, my gosh. I have friends who surprise me that they're coming to visit me for my birthday. And I have another friend who's trying to plan to come and visit in May because he has a ton of plans this summer and wants to try to visit before the summer starts. People are getting vaccinated. Things can happen. I can't wait to hug people. But keep wearing masks. Be the responsible people that we all know that you are. Mm -hmm. Um, Just be safe about it, even though I know that it is so exciting to just, like, get out there and start going back to normal. We're not quite there yet, but we can look forward to it, and that's what I'm excited about. Gotta walk before we can run, but... Yes. But I'm just so, so excited for, like, May, June, July, August. I have so much going on, and I am... So excited, yeah. I told Katie, I was like, Do you remember like back in 2019 when my dad would call me and be like, Are you guys at home any weekend this month? <laughs> I'm like, I want to get there again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just so excited,
0: Katie. Yep,
3: um, let's see, I completed a Pokedex for the first time ever.
0: What? Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Me I too. had a lot of help
3: from shout out to Meg, shout out to Brandon. Um, so I've been hunting for shiny Pokemon and it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want one. Um, that's about it. It's going to be cool here the next couple days, like a nice cool. So I'm going to be enjoying the weather outside as totally. much as I can before it gets
0: too hot.
2: Yeah. <sighs> enjoying. The no humidity while yeah, we can. While we can. Well, um, we
0: enjoyed the snow today. That was a good food, Oh my
3: god. My mom sent me pictures this morning and I was Ugh. like, whoa. Whoa.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Like I, I like, could feel the
2: cold. Twenty five million thousand that we moved out of Ohio. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's about it though. I've just been playing Pokemon.
0: Good for you.
3: Yeah. Oh, and, like, Meg's been making me, like, think in terms of, like, TikToks now. I'm like, oh, I can make that TikTok. Oh, I can make that TikTok.
2: We have <laughs> plans, and I'm <laughs> so excited. What's
3: happening? I don't know. Sarah, as Brandon said, what did he say? <laughs> oh, God, I gotta find <laughs> it, it so eight, funny. I've read eight oh.
1: libraries. Since the last episode, <laughs> I've only read one book. Um, cause I, I finished, uh, what did I finish last week? I had read Crescent City and I really liked that. That's a Sarah J. Mass book. And then, um, I read Master and Apprentice. I finished that on Tuesday and I really liked it. I was telling Tiffany, I'm like, I, I needed, <laughs> I needed a palate cleanser. Cause I've been reading a lot of like fantasy books that were like about people like, fighting things and like falling in love and like we're emotional in the sense of like well i cry at anything really but so i'm like okay i'm gonna read the star wars book i've had it on my shelf for literally two years because i bought it when it came out and i didn't read it um and it was a very good book i i liked it a lot we i i talked about it a lot in the padawan transmissions that we recorded today and i go and i got to the end of it i'm like and that sucker made me cry like unexpected I was like didn't know this is what we were coming to um so it was a very good read I really enjoyed it um I don't specifically know what I might read next um I'm up to 18 books on my good reads that's how many books I've read this year um I will say over the weekend there um because I read A Court of Thorns and Roses as I'm like obsessed with it to the point where I need Tiffany to read faster and not read anything else but this book, because I want her to know, <laughs> I want her to know <laughs> the people that I know and the people that I love. And she has to like read to get there. Right. I just, it's such a good series, but it's announced that it's becoming a TV show. I thought I was telling her, I'm like, I was so anxious. Cause I was like, I just hope they get the casting right, but I'm excited. Um, what else is happening? Oh, I'm going to read the shadow and bone series. I bought, I was, I made a, told myself that for lunch I was giving up buying books um, and since I kind of don't care I bought some books the other day so they're at my house right now which I haven't opened the box yet but yeah. they arrived today so it's been I've been a pretty good over a month of not buying any books so my to be read list has grown by four books and then I also bought a, like a a set of um, that from blood to ash series This one company is doing, like, a hard, like, all three books, because the third one's coming out in April, um, of, like, hard covers, and they're, like, really, really pretty. So I purchased, pre-ordered that the other day. I'm very excited. And then um, I know we've talked about that candle company, Book and Reverie. Back in February, I purchased... um, um two candles that are named after characters from a court of thorns and roses well technically one's not because he's not in that one but um i bought so i bought Cassie and nesta and when i tell you that because they arrived today that those are the best smelling candles i have ever smelled in my entire life oh my god they smelled so good to the point where i'm like i don't even want to burn you because i don't want to like waste you um but also like i might have to buy them again to have backups because they smell so good
2: did you see the one that she just posted that she's releasing called in love with a fictional character or something yeah i, I did it so see bad. that. i
1: love that well and then i'm because, like, I um I I like her candles and everything. They're great. They smell really good. But, like, I always find myself having to, like, wait really ro- long to, like, get them once I order them. But I also will say, her defense, that I buy, like, a million at a time. And I was like, I don't need any ke- more candles because I really don't, especially from her because I think I own more than ten from her because I have a problem. <laughs> Maybe I'll go on Instagram in the one day because I have a lot of Harry Potter ones from her that smell really good like neville her neville candle smells fantastic hermione smells really good too hermione's the one draco one that i have smells so good ron Ron is is delightful i see ron is like iffy for me um just because it's not a scent that i really care for again i bought the like it's not much but it's home. knowing i probably really wouldn't like it because it sounded like it smelled sweet um but i'll give that to my sister because she likes it um I don't know where I went for. Oh, I literally was, like, on her site today because she opened up today, and I was like, I don't need any more candles. And I was like, maybe I should buy more candles. No, I don't need them, Sarah. You don't need them. Um, and need that's where I am in life. So I'm hoping to read more books this month. I don't go anywhere. I don't see anybody, even if it's my birthday. We'll have a Daisy Duck party <laughs> of one, basically, because that's what Alana wants
0: me to do. So... <laughs> She is, like, adamant that Sarah has a daisy party. for a
1: long time, she wanted me to have a goofy party, I think. It's what she had told me. And I was like, whatever. And then we were walking the other day, and I was like, well, what kind of party should Sasa have for her birthday? And she was like, daisy, daisy duck. And I said, okay. (laughs) But it was funny, because she was talking about Easter. And I was like, yeah, and then it's Sasa's birthday. And she's like, no, Sasa, it's Easter. And I was like, yeah. Then after that, it's my birthday. And she's like, no, it's not. And Tiffany's like, no, really. Like, Sasa's birthday is after Easter. Like, the two can be close to each other. They actually have had my birthday on Easter before, but not when you are almost three. It man. was just so funny. She like turned turned around, and, like, she's like, um, no, Sasa, it's Easter. I am like, okay.
0: She's so freaking cool.
1: But that's my life. All I do is I read and I know things. I also drink sometimes too. You know. Sure. That's a quote from, well, I drink and I know things. Is a quote from
0: uh, Game of Thrones. Well, Brandon made this really easy on me, so I appreciate that. So this is for Crucio and Coos. <laughs> <laughs> let that sink in. And that concludes this week's episode. Remember when I thought we could do a full chapter. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> amazing! Just <at> my voice. <laughs> Jokes on me. Hmm.
3: Wait, I'll tell a joke from the Discord. Jenny okay. said, "What does Molly wear in the kitchen when she cooks?" Bob's apron.
1: <laughs> Get out! It <laughs> was out. amazing.
3: <laughs> I thought you were gonna be four like four. A one, a two. I almost was
1: thinking to myself, I'm like, I should have been (laughs) like, I should have said something like, one, two, birthday month. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to talk like we're normal humans. We're going to talk like this is how we always talk. You're Tiffany, you're Megan, you're Katie. And I'm whoever you know. Yeah, we don't know. I don't know who we're going to be. It's a Thursday. It's April Fool's Day. It's April 1st. I'm about to be 31. And that's really great. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs)